Greetings and welcome back to another edition of There Will Be Dungeons with Scott, Kyle, Kristen, Bo, and John. And uh, thanks for joining us, everybody, and being here. We hope you're sitting back with a nice phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBDT. Uh, that website, again, is phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD. There's no T on the end. Anyway, go get some tea and drink it because it's very good and we really like them. And uh, they help the show move along. So uh, go check them out. One more time, that is phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD. Without any further ado, I hand the microphone to Kristen, and we'll catch us up on what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, only rest was required to regain the stolen stats, so they embarked, knowing the total travel time would be enough. At arrival, a notable nebula captured their curiosity, and in they inched, perilously pursuing peaceful pockets despite a worrisome whale. Eventually, they discovered their destination, an orb with a penned-in Pentelweiss. Nash headed in first. Finding no fights or possible peril, he returned and the ship was steered in. Inside was a unique universe and, at its center, a stupendous structure. Upon entering, they found a functioning guard who gabbed when greeted. Seeing a dearth of doorways, Badass T opted for the only opening by jumping into a huge hole. Now we join our heroes as they dive deeper into a dangerous dungeon. What befell Badass T? Will they encounter excess entrances? And just what kind of fearsome foes await? Stay tuned for the continuing conundrums and perilous pursuits of space. To our illustrious DM, I would say, it's all yours, Bo. Deep in the vastness of space, we traverse through the stars until we arrive at a pink and purple nebula. And then we traverse through and see the giant whales, the delphinids swimming through. And then we get closer and closer to this small little sphere. Next to the sphere is the Fate Six an elven airship of Elhandari make. We get closer to the sphere. We see a pyramid inside. We traverse through the sphere to the pyramid. And we get closer and closer. And we see a small entrance at the base on one side of this large gray pyramid that rotates freely in this extra dimensional space. Stars blanket the surroundings around the pyramid. We go closer in, and we see the wharf, and that's where we see the Fate Six. I misremembered where it was, so we're <laughs> seeing it again. <laughs> Let's retcon that immediately, two-second retcon. Um, and then we move through the passageway, and we see on either side large golems of rock on either side. And then we move down the hallway into a large spherical chamber with a big black hole in the center. And there are party, Nash, Stanley, Pharrell, and Hope, along with Union Wheel, the Belelecun to Stanley's Scylla de Prime, standing before this hole, addressing an arcane golem in the room. You are not authorized to know this information. He says as we pick up the conversation. And by the way, Bad ST has also jumped into the hole uh, at Hope's uh, request. 
don't think I did that voice quite right. I think so. he'll do anything for her is my take. That's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the goal of the party was to find a tungsten wheel in order to create a triangulosphere and thus save the Earth. And his last known whereabouts were indeed here. Uh, the coordinates pointing to Pentelvice that you found in the abandoned city of Burp. Did we so, witness anything unique about Badass T's entrance into the hole, or did he just kind of fall down into darkness? Uh, he took his knives out, and then he jumped in uh, Drax style, like just both our, both hands up, legs out, and just belly flopped into the hole. But right he fell down pass. normally, or did he like, or like dissolve? Or? He, he fell into the blackness and disappeared. Okay. And you heard no noise upon him jumping in. There's no hitting ground, no rocks, like nothing. No noise. Just just the whoosh of wind as he went in, and then the whoosh of wind gone. All right. Stanley is going to... Uh, he's going to reach down, uh, take out his megaphone, pass his hand mystically over it, mm-hmm. and whisper into it, casting the spell Sending to send Badass T a message and just say alright T are you okay? where are you? let me know you can speak and I will hear it alright have you ever had a sneeze that you didn't sneeze out and it just sort of attacked your forehead you know what I mean? oh yeah you ever had that sneeze? yeah you're supposed to let those out you're supposed to let that fly so that's what happens to you, Stanley, as you cast the spell and send the message. There's a little sneeze, and the large statue in front of you, his eyes light up and say, Use of magic within Pentel Vice is prohibited. Please refrain from further action. Oh, does the spell not go off at all? No. Well, that your best sense is that something unusual happened, given that you felt the sneeze in the center of your forehead. Do I still use the spell slot? Yes. Friggin' uh, badass T. I'm gonna kill him when we get there. <laughs> this is a statue, right, that's doing the talking? Yes, there's so in this room, it's a large spherical room. There are four statues sort of in the circle. There's a hallway behind you where there were statues on the way, and the ceiling's quite tall. I'd say we're going up sixty feet or so. Looks Sistine Chapel-y, but without the gaudiness, right? It's just everything's stone and gray and somber. Um there's one statue that stands before the pit, just in front of it. And it's that one that you're addressing. Um, his look is that he's made of stone. However, he has these large gauntlet hands that have uh, that are larger and have like, symbols and adornments on them. And they actually have hues of purple and blue upon them, as well as his face is made of these triangles uh, different than just the rest of his body and there's like this visor area and when he speaks it glows yellow is it pretty big how big is it um, I would say you're looking at 20 feet tall oh okay okay but twice tw- 2.5 your height maybe or something a little bit bigger yeah what hmm okay so I would turn around and say does anyone have a torch or a burnable object of sustaining length. Uh, Nash does have a vegetable peeling with a light spell cast on it currently. Yeah, but no, nothing like you just described. 
Anyway, someone should respond to his question, not the DM. I just, I'm just adding that. Hold on, I'm looking. Well, if I do, I lost most of my stuff. <laughs> the other people in their party uh, roll out scrolls and check their character sheets. <laughs> Rummaging through the bag. They're all they all look through their inventory. Hold manifests. on, I'll take a look. Just I have a lantern. Are you willing to part with it? Sure, I don't use it very much. Stanley takes out a lantern, lights it, hands it over to Varel. I have had... one sort of firefighter bucket toss. I'll take it from Stanley and toss it down the hole. Well, uh, is it lit? Yeah, yeah you, pre- you lit just it. lit it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you lit. It. Wait, did you, you press the digitated it? Yeah. Okay, it lights, and then you toss it down the hole, um, Varel, and it, it it illuminates the mouth of the hole and then disappears into blackness. Now. The prestidigitation, wouldn't that light the light and the oil inside, or did he use magic to make a light? It's not a magical light source. He uses magic to ignite. So the once the flame is on, it's no longer a magical artifact of, of any Okay, kind. cool. And it went out when it went in? And, well, it looks like it went out. Like it, it seems like whatever the blackness in there is enough to snuff out the light somehow. Once you throw it in after a certain amount it falls, it just turns to blackness and you hear no sound or any result. And cool. then the, the, the large statue in front of you lights his visor, lights up again and says, please refrain from throwing detritus into the hole. You are detritus. Into the e- <laughs> I wish I thought of a better word than hole. It's very not... Nice. Like, yeah. Anyways, whatever. It's a nice hole. Card laid is a card played. Yeah. Stanley, while looking through his bag, goes, "I don't know why I have two swords in this bag, and I'll take out a rapier and throw it in the hole." You gonna throw a rapier in the hole? Yeah. Why not? All right, you throw a rapier in the hole, and the the uh, statue lights up again. Says. This is the second warning. Please refrain from throwing detritus into the opening. Yeah, that's better. The opening? It's definitely better. <laughs> Stanley grabs the second rapier that's in his bag, slowly holds it over the hole, stares at the statue. Any reaction? Sta- the statue unmoves. The statue does not move. Let's it go, drops it in the hole. You drop it in, and the arcane golems in the hallway behind you, the four in the room and the one in front of you, all move simultaneously where their arms begin to go, and they bring them up in this threatening pose like this. It says, this is your final warning. Further action will be a declaration of hostile intent. Well, the way I see it is we can either hang out here with these losers, or we can go down the hole ourselves. Did they say anything when Badass T jumped in? No, they didn't react oh. at all. Hmm. He was the most trash of us all. <laughs> um, Hope nope. will speak up and say, um, uh, I saw the figure. He said there were secret entrances, but I wouldn't even know where to begin finding them. Oh, secret entrances. I mean, we could look around, but I have a feeling that Chuckles here isn't going to let us just do whatever we want. 
Yeah. As long as it doesn't involve detritus, we should have a fresh set of warnings. We get apparently three before a hostile intent begins. Very good. I'll start looking around, seeing uh, what I can find in the room. Yeah, well, the room um, is cer- like not ceremonial in nature, but it's this doesn't have the like it's not like a room where people would go you know from the flesh like fleshlings might have like chairs and tables and it's like there's nothing hospitable about this room whatsoever it is functional in nature there's a large archway um leading to that direction the rest of the room is just gray brick in a circle with hieroglyphs and and symbols upon the walls in various locations nothing that would show a door shape or anything it, it, it's kind of covered it's dome in, in nature so as the circular room goes up it, it stops into a dome up at the top um, there are no markings indicating a door or anything of interest apart from the statues and the, the hole in the room what size classification is the golem uh, we would put it at huge how far away is he from the hole? Uh, he's standing about five feet in front of it. Try and push him in. <laughs> what? Well, so did you walk up behind it and try and push him? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking out loud for the benefit of the table. Okay, I just wonder if that's something you want to do. I just picked, want to know what the mechanics of it are if you're really yeah. doing it so I can say I'm the just- result. Debating it. <laughs> I love this idea. So the only questions you asked the uh, the statue last week was um, um, just who was inside. Like you just asked them, are such and so people here? And you were told that you weren't didn't have access to that information. Uh, only authorized collectors uh, were privy to this information. Didn't Varel ask how to become a collector? I believe he did. Did you believe that information was uh, privileged? Oh. <laughs> oh. You weren't there, I guess. All right, Golem, can we walk around the prison, take a tour? The facility is not open for visitation, authorized access only. So why is this level open? This room is for the depositing of inmates and felons. Please deposit your items in the opening and then depart. Where would we receive payment? I do not understand the nature of your question. Collectors are surely paid for their services. This information is beyond the scope of my understanding. Please deposit your felons and depart. Hmm. 
All right, so I, I looked around the room and there was there was nothing to find. Is there any role I could do to investigate or to ascertain the legitimacy of these secret entrances? Um, well, I mean, if you wanted to, to search for, um, it's like a secret, like you want to search for like hidden switches or uh, imperfections in the wall, echoing, yeah. perhaps. Hope said the the road figure was telling her there were secret ways in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess we're, we just entered in, right? Like we didn't even. There's an outside. Is there a walkway around the? Yeah, there's a, there's a giant pyramid, and there was a wharf, a uh, stone wharf leading into this entrance. But there is a, a massive structure uh, of the pyramid outside. Ah, the poop shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and I will begin leaving. Okay, you begin. Pharrell begins leaving the room. Hope will follow, hoping she didn't hear what she heard. I'll follow. <laughs> okay, uh, so the party, you, you walk back down the hallway, and the, as you walk down the hallway, the arcane, uh, the golems, um, they, they begin lowering their arms back down in a more relaxed position. <laughs> And you make your way back out to the wharf where the Fate 6 is uh, waiting for you. Uh, outside on the wharf, you see space, just endless space, a blanket of stars on black in all directions. You look up above and you see hundreds of feet of stone wall forming the shape of a triangle made of large gray brick. Um, perfect in, in its placement. Not The stones aren't... Um, you know, you'd expect some some variance to way, the way the stones are placed, but the stones are, are perfectly aligned, perfectly cut and shaped, um, almost in an unnaturally perfect uh, manner. Are they flush with each other? They're they're flat. Yeah, they're flat. Like um, okay. you, you have you have it, it's laid like bricks, right? Like you know, hat, like it's over the line on the next tier of brick. But the bricks are quite large. They're about almost five feet tall. These are not small pieces of. Of brick. This is, these are large units. But are they smooth against each other, straight up, or is it more like pyramid blocks? No, smooth. Perfectly okay. smooth. Like, chiseled and cut in a way that's almost unnaturally smooth. I mean, to our minds, we have 3D printers. These things, you know, we have precision things, but like, it, 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 you know, no structure you've seen has had brick laying this perfect. Cut and smooth like Varel himself. Mmm. Think oh. of that. Hmm. So cut. <laughs> so smooth. Hot cup of coffee. So smooth. So smooth. So cut. Bold and fruity. Fruity tooty. <laughs> All right. So we're away from the golems. What's the game plan? Are we going to have uh, Underwear Boy float around looking for something? Or I'd be glad to do it. Go back in and do this. Let me do some recon. I can float around yeah, okay. and see what's up. I'll, right. I'll do a couple jumps up and down and. I come back down, I assume, yeah? Yeah, so we are in space, so if you jump up, you can actually achieve some flotation. Oh. What, so uh, gravity, I've, there's I've, gravity, just lower gravity? When you hit the wharf, gravity seems to work, and then when you jump off, you seem to be able to, like, break free from the gravity. Varel attempts this, and you can kind of swim through space. Oh, now, um, the air starts to get really thin, so everyone's got to remember to put their, their bubble helmets on. 
which I assume you all do, right? Slightly scary uh, here. Uncle Sever gave you. He had them just hanging out in the ship. You asked how they worked. He said it's magic. Just, just go with it. (laughs) (laughs) We're all planning on floating around in space. And as I struggle with my recent jump, no, no. I dislike this greatly. Couldn't we just take the ship around the pyramid? It'd probably be a bit faster, yeah? (laughs) It's definitely faster than Nash. He putters around. (laughs) All right, well, tell me your investigation plans. All right, I guess we're going to fly the ship around and scope it out. Okay, is anyone going on foot? Yeah, I'd like to stay on the footpath if it goes around and, and run my hand around the whole thing, see if I can find a groove or a... Yeah, the wharf doesn't go around. In order to... Okay. There's no footpath around the pyramid. You'll have to float off the wharf. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, I'll go on the ship. <laughs> okay. So the party enters the ship. Uh, I guess make a team investigation roll. You're not going... You can't bring the ship close enough to crash into it, right? You don't want to do that. So it's going to be a visual inspection uh, floating around the pyramid, right? Hope's going to contribute with a 7. Stanley's going to contribute with a 12. Okay. Why isn't it rolling? Nothing's rolling for me. We all got on the ship and decided not to really try that hard. Bye, badass T. Let me refresh. (laughs) I left. D&D Beyond. We just gave up on the planet. D&D Beyond is not letting me roll. Hold on. Why? What's going on? I'll just try a d20 roll. I don't know why that's not working. Oh, there, that worked. Wait, <sighs> D&D Beyond for your dice troubles? A two. Oh, <laughs> you decided <laughs> to top everyone. Well, you got to add your modifier. Oh, right, because I rolled a two. <laughs> that's a good point. Sorry, what was it? Yeah, how I mean, let's at least give you like four or whatever that you're... What uh, is it? Dexterity? Investigation. Investigation, sorry. Uh... Plus three, so five. Still not great. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really glad we did that so that we could get five. You know, <laughs> and it's just right. dancing on the ship. So um, you spend uh, a, so the structure is quite large. It, it's it's the height of hundreds of feet. Um, so as you take the ship around to do a cursory glance, um, traversing it, spiraling around as you get closer and closer to the top, you see no. In, including the bottom, doing a little pass underneath the building. Um, you, you see no imperfections or doorway, no variance to its appearance. It is a an opaque, gray, featureless pyramid structure. Um, two hours elapses in, in whatever daytime is in space. What about the ground around the pyramid? Someone, like, dug a hole out. Well, there's no ground. It floats freely oh, in space. Okay. Yeah. So as you look at all of its sides, it, it looks the same from each side and and has smooth, possibly smooth gray brick everywhere. And we if there's a secret, too. Yeah, underneath it as well. It's smooth gray brick. If there's a secret entrance somewhere, it, there's no indication of it, which means it's probably a pretty good secret entrance. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there was one, <laughs> there's there's no visual indication and nothing. You know, you're probably wondering like uh, arcana checks or whatever. Like, there's nothing. It's it's impenetrable in terms of getting information out of it uh, from the boat. 
and it does, you know, having done this assessment, a surface review on space, like maybe feeling all the walls and stuff, what you're looking at maybe a task that would take a, a couple days at least to cover all the terrain carefully. What if it's like a big egg and we push it into something else and crack it open? What would we push it into, Varel? Yeah. Something we don't like, like Sigil. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like that would be a problem. Uh, you know, honestly, I like the idea. The I like where his head's at. I just don't think we exactly have time for it, nor do we know uh, the direction to Sigil or how to push it into it. I'm still down with the push the golem into the hole and see what happens plan. What if we pushed it through the portal thingy that we came in through, the hole, and then the whales caressed it in such a way that it flowered? (laughs) I do want to point out, Varel, we are here to save someone, not simply destroy the entire prison. It would first open like a like a bag of ants. While many ants may die, chances are Tungsten Wheel would survive. Why would you rate Tungsten Wheel with such a high survivability? Because they're very old. Are they? Yes. Oh. Oh. Yon speaks up briefly and says, I don't care for this plan, Selele. No, that's it's why. Not safe. No, we're not doing it. Don't worry about it. Hmm. We just have to get Pharrell okay with not doing it. And then Yunyan looks at Pharrell, frustrated with frustration. Is it spinning in space or is it stationary? Uh, it's hard to tell. It, it actually looks like it, it does move on some level. Um, there is like a, there's almost this feeling of like, not dread, but just um, it, it's a it's a feeling that it occupies the space. Like there's there's a, almost a sentience to it, perhaps. But like maybe that's just imagined. Like there's there's a sense that this thing is like almost making like a, a low hum, like a. Is it throbbing and cha- and physically? No, it's okay. thro- it's unmoving. It's unmoving. It's it's just this, just this kind of f- this one of those weird feelings you get. You know, this okay. magic realism feeling of like nothing's actually happening, but you have a feeling about it. Hope might just be superstition. The clown compass and think about the eye and kind of hold it at different positions to see if it points to a specific location in the pyramid. Yeah, the clown compass, you pull out the clown compass and and certainly once you, you know, spin the top and the finger comes out, it points at the pyramid in all directions that you that you place it in. Well, I have a couple of ideas. Let's just see how everybody's feeling about this. Option 1 and one I still like, we just push the golem into the hole. I don't know what it accomplishes except I would feel very satisfied doing it. Option number two, 
we could present another possible prisoner for them. We do know that Diantalus is well known for causing chaos and problems. Maybe Diantalus would be on the list of potential prisoners, and I could probably pass myself off as him. Certainly have been him before. That's another possibility. It is weird that my spell didn't work, and that's the part that's most concerning to me, because the spell I cast should work even between planes of existence. There's no limit which means they might actively be doing something to prevent magic from working, which means if it did come to blows, we would be fighting uh, purely physically. And while that might not bother Varel, it does make things tricky for me and Nash. Mm. Well, then in that case, I don't think we should push the machine into the hole. What if we spun it really fast? So all the prisoners were pushed to the outside walls. How, how would you accomplish this, Varel? How would you have enough strength to spin an object like that? Well, we take the ship and we tie it to an edge. And then we drive around it really fast. And as it gains momentum, the prisoners pushing against the inside... would move the bricks. <laughs> it's a big bet. We could also just jump in the hole since that seems to be the only option. We could. They do say that that is specifically for prisoners, though. And uh, wherever it contains them, I think it would deposit us in likely the same situation. They. It, this is truly a big universal type prison they have to have plans and I don't know wards against people using magic and things of that nature I think it might be hard to break out of but we could also always ask what happens if somebody who shouldn't be locked up is locked up he already told us that badass T doesn't belong here but they've yet to send him back maybe there's a way to go in and recover him if we mention that somebody's locked up who shouldn't be Union speaks up to you and says, "That is very wise, Silly Prime. You are, you are the best among us, most certainly. Uh, allow me to add this: Do we know the circumstances about why my uncle was brought, came here? Perhaps he was brought here as a prisoner as well. It could be, though we don't know because they won't confirm whether or not he's actually in there." We certainly could try more with the golem and then decide if we're pushing, pretending, or just jumping in. I have a great aversion to this jumping plan, as I believe we will be thoroughly manhandled in there. Well, do we want to try and talk first or do we want to go with pretending we have a prisoner see if maybe we can find someone else that is on their list I say we talk first because then we can get possibly the answers we need and then once we have everything we can try pretending I agree there's no downside to talking first alright no more kicking stuff in their hole Let's uh, go down and talk to him. 
<laughs> All right. The fates, the, the great elven airship uh, approaches, returns to the wharf, having spiraled around for a few hours. Docks and the party disembarks once again. You make your way down the great hallway past the golems to the hole and the, 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 the half sphere shaped room dome with the large black hole in the center and uh, four uh, statue golem statues and the one before it. Uh, Keeper, I believe you have a prisoner contained that uh, has no merit being locked in your prison. They um, accidentally placed themselves upon the panel, but for your own discussion, you said they had no business in this prison. We would like to retrieve them now. The, the yellow uh, light of his visor lights up again and says, Inquiries regarding inmates must be discussed with the warden. All right, we would like to see the warden. Contacting the warden. And then the visor sort of goes... <laughs> The warden is unavailable at this time. I can par- uh, convey a message for you, and when he is available, he will see you. When was the warden last made available? Operations. Information pertaining to operations of Pantel Vice are for authorized individuals only. When's the last time you heard from the warden? What if the warden isn't around anymore? Who's in charge of this prison? If the warden isn't here. Information pertaining to the operations of Pentel Vice is for authorized users only. I am authorized. Verify it. Verifying. Uh, make your deception roll. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You are definitely not authorized, so proof. Uh, nine, Nineteen. Um, the, the 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 golem uh, again unmoving looks and says, "Please present credentials." I didn't know I was going to need credentials. I never needed them before. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to word the response for these guys. Um, Your inquiry has been logged with the warden. The warden is unavailable. Please stand by. And then the golem stops moving or stops saying things and the, the light powers down. I have a bad feeling we're not going to be hearing from the warden anytime soon. He lives in a den of war. Oh. That or he's going to show up and attack us. And as she says that, um, a man in a gray robe blinks into existence. Blink. Um, right, right in front of you. He has a long gray beard and long gray hair. He's got um, sunken in eyes. He looks very thin, very frail. He's leaning upon a staff. And um, one of his eyes is like just 
has like these these scars all around it, like sort of like this cratered scar on the side. And and he leans over and he says, "What is the meaning of this disruption?" Are you the warden? Identify yourselves. Uh, are you the warden? <laughs> I am the warden of Pinto Vice, yes. Hey. We, and who might you be? He actually showed up. Uh, Valir or Noth, Salili Prime. Don't know who that is. Well, it's very important, so make note of it for future reference. We're here because there are several beings contained within your prison that we need retrieved in a matter of uh, utmost urgency. I'm sorry, but Pentel Vice is closed for business. Closed for business? We just had somebody step on your little hole here and be teleported into your prison that doesn't belong. Well, that is quite unfortunate. Let that be a lesson uh, to educate you on poking around where you are not authorized to be. Now, if you are not a collector, and I do not recognize any of you, I have no idea how you stumbled upon this place, but it is not a tourist destination. What happened to your eye? He ignores. He, he looks at you and he ignores your question. I, I am sickly. He doesn't. He doesn't ignore it. He, he responds. No. Wait, no. that's his name, or he is sickly. So no, he, he says he, he responds. What happened to your eye? Oh, he says oh, oh. I'm sickly. Okay. <laughs> it's like that's a weird name. That doesn't look like a sick eye. What is the meaning of this? I am not here for idle chatter. State your business or be gone. Oh, wait, you did state your business. Let that be a lesson to you. Good day. And then he blinks out of existence. (laughs) I think he has the eye that goes with the hand. He's awful magical for a man who's not allowed to use magic. It's true. I suggest we call him again and throw him in the hole. Okay. Uh, do you want to stand where he appeared last and be ready to kick him or something? What is the what exactly is our plan for throwing him in the hole? Hmm. Also, he's the warden. I would expect getting out of whatever it takes him would be relatively easy. Oh, well, I go investigate where he appeared. Okay, investigate where he appeared and nothing. There's no trace, no footsteps that cleared the dirt there, curiously enough. You might sus- expect, you know, this place being... It's not pristine or clean. There's definitely, like, a, a, some dust uh, in the room. And where you've stepped, you can see small impressions in the surface. There, were, But there are no impressions where he was standing. Hmm. Uh, Gollum, Keeper, we would like to leave a message for the Warden. Uh, the message being, we would like to see him. <laughs> I have relayed your message to the warden. Do you think we should tell him I have the hand to see what that does? That's not a bad idea. It might be a very bad idea. <laughs> I mean, if you're being compelled to seek out the eye, he's likely being compelled to seek out the hand. Yeah. I think this could turn into a 
escalation. Did you guys ever have this quickly. conversation? I, I don't, she you? told us. She told us about it. She had a at the bonfire uh, yeah. before we took the break. Hope yeah, but the did, 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 did did the voice ever tell you about Nye? I'm I don't pretty think sure it's on the sheet. Oh, is it on? Okay, I thought maybe he hadn't said anything about that to you. Oh, maybe. Oh, that so might maybe. that's meta, that's <laughs> meta knowledge. That's meta knowledge uh, from both of you reading your D and D books. But well, uh, she's told us about it. No, but the, the voice never told her about it. Hope doesn't know about an eye. Because you read D and D books. <laughs> <laughs> this was something I came across back in college. So this is knowledge yes. from a long yes. this time is, this ago. Is, this is meta knowledge. I this love, is, I'm, sh- I'm sure this information has not been conveyed to Hope. I'm fairly sorry. I could be mistaken. Someone okay, correct okay, us. A listener can, can maybe clarify if they remember. Okay. But I mean, it's only been a few years. Like, it's why? Why can't we remember? Secrets of the Arcane. There's no internet here. Knowledge is, uh, must be earned through adventure. Did you relay the message, Keeper? Keeper does not respond. Hey. Wake up. I will throw uh, when you say, something hey, wake in up, the hole. Uh, the um the the golems be, then all move again and posture with with the armaments up, and and it speaks out. You are no longer authorized. You oh sorry. You are no longer authorized to remain in this vicinity. Please depart or be exterminated. Excessive for just hanging out in the hallway. <laughs> Seems a little. A little much. They don't like loitering. Yeah. The the arm the, 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 the conical arms on either side begin rotating. You hear like stone on stone move and they begin to light up. Uh, as well as the, the golems in the back of the hallway, four of them in total, also walk, begin moving, you hear steps and they walk and turn and face in your direction. And you've now got uh, 12 sets of arms, 24 in total, pointed in your direction. You're being offered an opportunity to leave. I would rather not receive all of those blasts. All right, we're going. Put your arms down and chill your rock bodies out. We're, we're leaving. Okay, and so you are you leaving? Rock yeah. bodies. All right, you begin making walking. Uh, everyone begins walking out, and Union says, Selele. Oh, you're muted. I didn't hear you. We're not really leaving, he whispers. But whispers don't get picked up on my microphone. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> she looks like you can feel her concerned look. You're not looking at her, right? She's behind you yeah. somewhat. Um, and she follows your lead. Alright, so out front Alright, it's clear we're not going to make any progress with this warden We've done our talking So the decision How are we going to handle this? 
you guys are talking in hushed tones as you're walking, exiting. Push it through space. And the warden will look out his window and go, what? I'm not supposed to be here. And then he'll come out and he'll open his window. And we jump in. All right, that's one vote for push Pentelweiss <laughs> until the warden jumps out of his window. <laughs> Hope, do you, uh, how would you like to handle this? I say we just jump in the hole, fight our way out. Nash. These are both terrible ideas. But I don't have a good alternative. The one least likely to work is probably push it, so I'd say probably vote for <laughs> jumping in the hole. For the record, Varel. it's all kind of bullshit, but you know, the hole's probably our best option. Look, I don't know what else to do. We have to leave here with tungsten. So we either fight these golems, get the warden to appear, and make him tell us where to go, or we go in the hole... Or we try to push this pyramid, which honestly sounds like a couple hours of wasted time. No offense for it. <laughs> Very well. What does Union want? We must find my uncle. I only see one way forward. And what is Into that? Into the pit. Into the pit. You first, then. <laughs> All right, ghost crew. I require a large jacket and a sword. Oh, we're back at the boat? Okay, a large yeah, we were, jacket. We made it outside. Oh, you made it all the way. Okay, I thought yeah. you were going to turn around and, and, and do a thing. Okay, Union's a little disappointed because you made a big deal about we're not really leaving, but you well, really we're left. Not, we're not really leaving. We did, but right. you know, oh, I, leaving I see. and then there's leaving. I got the impression it was going to be like, oh, I tricked you into it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you make it back on the boat. Varel requests a jacket and a what? Sorry, <laughs> a large jacket and a sword. All right, um, you are offered a you know um, gorgeous Georges uh, goes downstairs and brings back up and goes Georges, and then he gives you a jacket. Looks like a a ship, like a you know it's got like the the, the pauldrons that are like uh, tassels and the, the thing, like a sailor's jacket and off sailor officer's jacket. Um, and a sword. Excellent. What kind of sword? Um, well, they ha- there, there is an armory ab- aboard the boat. It's not going to be anything of a magical nature. So, you know, uh, just add, add a sword of your choosing to the inventory. I guess you okay, can just go. Perfect. I think it's just sword, right? Yeah, mechanically, I'm, I'm just concerned about my magical <laughs> sword not working if we go into a non-magical area. So I'd like a sword. And mm-hmm. for everybody else, I, I put on the jacket and I say... I've witnessed human children escape this way from confinement. By going limp, one can slide forth from a jacket and escape <laughs> naked. <laughs> great logic. Okay, yeah. so yeah, it doesn't confirm any armor unless you're looking to get some leather armor or something. Nope. But you're a barbarian. You don't need that stuff. No. I merely wish to not be naked. Gotcha. Well, yeah, you you have now have a jacket and a sword. Excellent. Pirate jacket and a sword. 
And Uncle approaches you and says, <clears throat> So, uh, nephew, how'd it go? Did you find oh, well, your way in yet? Hey, we're having a bit of difficulty. It seems they only want to let in collectors or something of the like. And uh, the, the warden's a little bit of a... He's a little bit of a miss. He's he's kind of all over the place. Hmm. Have you tried asking your father about what, what's what's going on here? He might have heard something about what this place is. No, I hadn't done that. Father tends to know a lot of things. It's quite irritating, really, but got credit credits due. Well, I'm sure he has an opinion. Everybody does. Um, do you have a you have a big cloak of some kind on the ship at the moment? We could probably do a lot better chance of getting to where we need to go if we can go in looking like different folk. Like a cloak, a cape, or a cloak with a hood over yourself? Cloak with a hood. It's for this one. It points at Nash. He hasn't quite looked like himself. Let's throw a cloak on him. It's fine. <laughs> Isn't he wearing a robe of some kind? <laughs> well, I have what a robe, but it's Nash? not. I guess it would have a hood on it. What, what, are, you, what are you wearing? I'm I wearing... thought he's been in something stupid ever since Sigil. <laughs> like, I don't think he ever got back to his cloak look after he got disintegrated. Well, I you can tell him as what he has equipped. Like, I think have he, some... Oh, yeah. The, don't you have, like, the... Let me check. I don't remember. Don't you have, like, the pretend to be a badass <laughs> gear? I don't know what like I'm that? wearing. I just show up. I really don't know <laughs> what I'm wearing. I really don't. Hold on. Equipment. Um. Okay. I have on... I thought he was in the rambunctious bunch gang thread still. I have the no, dra- you guys changed out of that. Dragon metal heart thing. That's a pendant thing. Hold on. Um, I have ram- rambunctious bunch. He's wearing bunch- rambunctious bunch gang thread. Yeah. That's what he's oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still in those. <laughs> so he's dressed like a street tough. Yeah. <laughs> from Sigil. This whole time? Yeah. It feels like it feels like he's changed. Like, we My headcanon is he's been wearing his robe, uh, some robe of some kind. Again, and I admit, like same here, but I but there's never been anything that's come up about what I'm what I look like, so it hasn't. Let's say you were wearing your robe. I think that's how no, most people I'm were fixing the it. canon right now. That's what but we're doing. I'm getting Nash, in the robe right now and fixing this. But Nash woke up and put those. On. Let's say Nash woke up and put those on today, and nobody said anything yet. Why he's wearing different clothes? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Just. It's up to Scott, really. I mean, it's his character. I don't, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. If if Stanley's saying put on a robe because we need it right now, I'll put on a robe. It's fine. It's fine. I understand that need for a robe. You can even put it over that armor if you really attach to it. Yeah, I could totally do that, and I'll right, do that. We'll add a robe to your to your inventory. Yep, doing it right now. Does it any kind of special robe or just basic robe? No, you can go to equipment and I think just add a cloak or a yeah. robe or something. If that even exists. I think I'm not does. sure. You might just have to put clothes. There is a cloak of no, of many fashions. I don't want that. That's wondrous. Hold on. Uh, there's not a basic one. How about a hood? No, uh, I think you just got to put clothes. Type clothes in and just get some clothes. I mean, this thing, the kind of detail is not really necessary. It's yeah, probably not even necessary. Know that the clothes are hood. All right, I've got yeah. clothes, common, adventuring gear. It's got a hood. It's now on. It's All now right. on me. What kind of armor is the the rambunctious bunch threads? Is it that like leather is armor? Leather armor. Uh, are you? Do you have restrictions? Can you wear leather armor as a sorcerer? Class I think so. eleven. Wait, hold on. Well, actually, if. 
you can't. If you have, like, spell modifiers, it'd be fine because there's no spells allowed inside, so at least you'd be armored. Yeah, but it doesn't say there's any... It doesn't say there's any restriction. Class restriction, no, gotta, I mean, or magic. We gotta, we gotta know the rules about that armor, so hang on. I do get plus two to, to intimidation checks. Um... Yeah, I just look up the sorcerer rules here. Class features, rambunctious bunch, gang threats, armor. You you, okay, you just don't have any proficiencies with armor. Okay, so that's fine. Um, it just means you don't get proficiency proficiency bonus. Right. Maybe armor. Good. Like uh, I say, I've got the only thing it says here is plus two to intimidation. Everything else is just like you look cool. So D and D five A five E. If you're proficient, you can cast spells without a penalty. So because you're not proficient, it will affect your spell casting. Oh, so you probably want to take that off. Yeah, let's take that off. I don't want this. Unequip. Speaking of uh, armor and messing up, uh, I was only and have only been wearing fashionable nobility clothing. So Stanley is going to swap out to studded leather armor as part of this everybody getting changed to look different and actually put his armor on. So, so, yeah, here's the deal. If you're wearing an armor type that you're not proficient with, you can't cast spells. It hampers you too much. Oh, well, it's so you have now. You don't have any armor proficiencies. Uh, I mean, check your sheet, uh, but by default, the sorcerer does not. Yeah. So. Yeah, I um, don't. So I'm, not, I'm taking that off, and I'm going to wear these common th- uh, cloth threads, which shouldn't hinder me, right? I mean, you still have your old robes. I don't know that you ever got rid of them. Uh, fashionable nobility clothing. Don't want that. Although, I don't want this nice clothes. Get rid of them. Uh, clothes common. Hold on. Not with me? I don't think he has it because he, he got burned away in Sigil. And yeah. so the fashionable nobility clothing is what we kind of got everything replaced with. <clears> and then we got the gang threads on top of it. That's all I had. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to wear, I'll tell you what, out. I'll wear the fashionable nobility clothing. It's got a hood on there. Cause I say it does. <laughs> and, uh, it does not screw with me and change my proficiencies. I should be fine. There's nothing fancy about it. There's nothing extra about it. It's just on me and I can cast in it. Unless I can't cast here for all the other reasons that this place seems to no, not want it. Well, yeah, that's a separate reason. But armor, yeah. you can't cast if you don't have proficiency in the armor. Right. All right. So we have Nash in different clothes. We got Varel wearing a coat that he wasn't wearing before and with a weapon. Hope, you can change your appearance, look like anything. Uh, Stanley has switched to put on his studded leather armor and... My only thought is this is to help us get in the door so they don't immediately attack us for coming back. So it doesn't have to be great disguises, but it has to be something. Sounds uh, good. Um, but Stanley, are you going to go talk to your dad? No, I wasn't planning on it. Can I go talk to him? <laughs> Can I talk to your dad? I mean, if if you really think we should, but he's not going to be. He's a boat. What is he going to do that's going to be a benefit to us? 
he gave us this boat. Maybe Dad's wanted, and we can take the whole boat <laughs> and get it I, arrested. I mean, Varel's not wrong there. There's a possibility. Look, you all do what you want. I'm going to finish making sure the disguises are good. Make sure we can get back in. Okay. I'm going to go down. If anybody else wants to come, come on. And hope I'll Is anyone else? Anyone else going? I mean, can't let her go on her own. Yeah, go. my dad could be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just shouldn't separate. Uh, uh, I'll go. <laughs> well, you're on the boat. You can, you know, you're you're in a sanctuary, pretty much. Okay. Well, that no, that if that's but true, if you, don't, you can go. You just yeah. No, I don't good. mean to criticize your rationalization, but don't worry. Hope will be fine. Probably. Maybe. All right. This typical Nash doesn't trust any of this, but he will let her go then and not go if you say it's a sanctuary. We're yeah, I mean, it's a typewriter room. It on, I'm the DM. I'm I'm out to screw you. Don't base your decisions on my on my information. Yeah, but I, the way you said it, and you said it so quickly, I think I'm okay. I'm just, no, no, I was just having a laugh because you're like, I'm, it might not be safe, but it's like, it's clearly your boat, right? Like, Yeah, it's our boat. Problem. She's fine. Here. Scream if you need us, I'll say. There you go. Yeah. Pharrell? I would be uh, questioning Stanley about these disguises. I'm just getting dressed so I can get naked fast. <laughs> well, I mean, it's fine, but my thought is, is if we go in, they see us, they're like, oh, it's you again. We were told if you came back to stop you, and then we got to fight through a bunch of golems before we can just jump in a hole. Maybe with this, we can get past the first set, jump in the hole before anybody's even wise about it. And is Union Wheel going to disguise herself? Do you have a disguise? Subterfuge is not something I'm educated in, but I will do as you command. Do you have a hood or anything? No, I simply have my ceremonial armor. Can we get Union a hood? (laughs) Everybody has a hood? Right, we could probably find some clothes for her that will be fitting the pirate ship than a. than a. Okay, see. Balilicoon. Covered. We're all covered. We'll all go in. We'll look like a bunch of people in hoods and coats, and it'll be fine. All right, so everyone's getting a disguise on, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's what you guys are doing. All right, so Hope, you make your way downstairs past uh, the ghost elves aboard the ship to the bottom of the boat, towards the back end of the boat, and you descend into the final room where the face of Stanley's father is carved into the wood. There's a glow of light to this room. It's not candlelit, but on either side there are these arcane, looks like these sconces, but they just glow magically on either side, illuminating his face. You enter the room and it's silent apart from this magical hum of elven arcane energy circulating throughout the boat. Hope will step into the center of the room, kind of look at the face and go... Uh, hello? I have a question. Speak. Hope. We're trying to get into Pentelvice, but um, there doesn't seem to be a way in. We need to be collectors, or we have to be bringing in somebody. 
I don't know if you can help with that. I've heard of Hentelweiss. It is hidden. Its secrets lost. It was thought to be a myth forgotten through the ages. Not much is known about this place. At great peril you are. Um, we're pretty aware of that at the moment. Um, so is there anything you do now? Rumors heard of great dangers therein. Imprisoned and forgotten fiends and dangers of the cosmos. It's secrets unyielding to my mind. Okay, and then nothing about Tungsten Wheel? Because we found him, we're pretty sure he's here. Tungsten Wheel. An outstanding mind of engineering. One in a million. We will owe our lives to him if we see this past this danger I've recruited him long ago to build the Trianglosphere to complete it he is essential if he is here he must be found alright thank you and then hope we'll head out go in peace and may luck be at your side And hope you make your way back up to the top of the boat, having had this uh, conversation with the boat. Yep. Uh, he didn't really know anything. It's a place that's shrouded in mystery. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah, he was unhelpful. A- <laughs> <laughs> uh, he once again reiterated the importance of us getting Tungsten Wheel and alive. Does this change my skin color? Stanley prestidigitates the color blue over his skin. Can do you I do look that? like? A, yeah, you can That's apply a... color to things. Does so this you, work? So you can apply pigmentation to your skin. I don't know. It says here's well, the thing: you make a color, a small yeah. mark or a symbol appear on an object or surface for an hour. Are you an object or surface? Yeah. No, you're a, <laughs> you, you're a, you're a, a character. Like you're a creature, rather. Mm. So you're saying this didn't do anything at all? No. <laughs> In the nomenclature, objects are different than creatures. So a living thing is a creature. So it will specify because there are spells that alter your shape and appearance, and that's target creature versus target object. All right. Well, this is going to have to be good enough. Do you have a change right. self spell of some kind? No. <laughs> Stanley's done with his disguise. It's not very good. Okay. 
Hope we'll turn into a human, just a regular human female. Okay, perfect. Um, so, with your disguises, uh, you ready to go? Is there anything else you need to conduct on the boat before you make this attempt? Do you need to plan it out? Maybe you should have a little huddle? It's fine we with all me. Ready? We're just jumping in the hole. We're going to walk in, jump in the hole. If we get attacked, we run and jump in the hole. Uh, Sounds good. Let's do it. You think my underwear works here? Is my underwear going to be limited by this no magic business? I think you need to remember how slow you are when you use your flight. You are so slow. I just mean, <laughs> no, I get it. I just mean if something goes weird and one of us needs to like float and grab you guys, can I? Well, I guess I'll try if that happens. Well, you, you don't have underwear anymore. You have underwear DNA. So remember, it was fused with your being. So it's not like you're wearing the underwear anymore. Yeah, but isn't it's it still part, magic? The underwear is part of you. It's like in your liver. It's in your uh, it, muscles and bones. Like it's fused with you. Wouldn't you still? But it's still. Um, it's, it's still not magic. An object. It's your DNA. You know. You know. Like your DNA. Like it's underwear. It's thermal underwear DNA. I think that's what I wrote in your character. Sheet. No, I get it. But isn't it still magical? Like, isn't magic being suppressed? I mean, you'll have to find out. You don't. I don't. I don't okay. know if anyone knows. I don't think there's ever been an instance of someone's DNA being modified by thermal underwear. So no one knows the answers to these All right. mysterious arcane questions. All right. <laughs> The point is, Nash, do not, like, look, if you need to do it, do it. But just remember how slow you are when you do it. It's not a viable escape method because literally they can just reach up and grab you. Yeah. Yeah. You're very slow. (laughs) Stanley's really fixated on, like, ensuring Nash knows that... (laughs) He's not fast. Well, this is coming off of like a couple hours of us, what, sitting on a boat for two hours waiting for him to scout something in his underwear DNA? Mm-hmm. No, so it's, you're, it's you're not fresh wrong. in everybody's he, he, he mind. Did, he didn't do that. You all went around on the boat. No, the before trip. that, last episode. Oh, last, a week oh. Ago. oh, that's right. He puttered across. It took him a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we have the plan. Let's Let's do this. Okay. All right. All right. So the five of you disembark, uh, dressed in your, you know, Varel has a jacket and sword. Uh, you got studded leather, uh, Stanley. Try to make yourself look as differently as possible. Um, nobility clothes on Nash. So you, you look like a noble, I guess. That's yeah. Hell the yeah. look. Hell yeah. And hope you, you just switched into human, right? So you look differently wearing the same clothes, though, right? Like, or is your appearance a little different, too? Uh, just it's human, no horns, no tail, or anything like that. All right, and Union as well is wearing a leather, you know, wearing the same jacket as Varel, and uh, but you know with pants and, and boots and all the whole the whole deal. <laughs> uh, but they're 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 closely dressed. Um, so the five of you walk into the archway again to go down the hall, and hope as soon as you cross the threshold into the archway, your disguise drops and you're back into hope form. Uh oh. Not using my magical DNA in here, dude. Hmm. Magic suppression. Well, remember that's not DNA for her. That's her. No, um, I know. Her neck. Do you have a necklace? Yeah. Yeah. That's no, a magic I get. Item. I get it. I'm still going to be hesitant because it seems like there's some suppression in here. All I have is magic oh, DNA. Oh, so or that not. means Hope's full demon form is. 
Yeah, because she's using the necklace to even look normal. Okay, go. <laughs> Do you start running? You all start running? Yeah. Yeah, why not? All right. All right. Yeah, Lisa's, okay, good. Everyone starts <laughs> looking it down the hallway. The golems are standing there unmoving, um, and you approach the lip of the hole. Uh, change course? Last chance for everyone? No. We're jumping in. We're going. All right. At full pin, you guys all run. Who's first? Who's jumping in first? I'd be running first since I assume uh, my eye would be gravitating shots towards me. If they're not right. firing, then all the better, but I would be yeah. in front. So nothing happens, uh, but how do you describe the epicness of how you jump into the hole? Well, I, I believe we're under disguise, so I've got one eye squinted and I'm kind of baring my teeth and I am the Strud Pirate! <laughs> I'm under arrest, and I jump in the hole. <laughs> the lizard man yells, "I'm under arrest!" as he jumps into a hole. That's perfect. That's, that's great. That's a great sight. All right, everyone else want to describe their their flourish into the hole? Ah, uh, there's nothing. No, it's hard to follow that. Stanley just <laughs> okay. right behind him just does a like forward dive into the hole. Yeah. All right, every, everyone else just sort of jumps in. You forward dive, Nash. Do you you have a special dive? No, all? I just swirl. Right. I, you know what? Walk. I do a full 180 as I run. Yes. No one does the Super Mario and go with one arm up. No. All right. Um, everyone jumps in. Union does like this barrel roll flip into the hole. Uh, apparently, all super cool like. And uh, hope you jump in and uh, jump into the blackness. And we'll find out where this all leads to when we get back from the oh break. Oh my gosh. Perfect. All right. Uh, we'll be back shortly, everybody. Go pee, go eat, go whatever it is you do for 10 minutes. And the rest of us will be back shortly with more. Stay tuned. I'm trying to give you as much prep time as possible, though, by taking <laughs> by taking an episode and a half to do the thing we were all pretty sure we were going to do right away at, at the beginning. Yeah, Not a criticism. It's just hilarious. It's all it's good. Fun. It's just fun how D and D rolls out. You know, you're um, like yeah. this one hour thing takes two minutes. Two minute thing takes one hour. That's that's D and D math. We're in a hole or an opening, depending on how you want to call it. Um, all right, Bo, it's back to you. Tell us about our hole. How are we doing in there? All right, so <laughs> so one at a time, you jump into the hole, and whoosh, blackness swirls around you, and you feel, as you jump in, you feel this sense of, like, sound dampening. There's this weird sensation as you fall into complete darkness, and you can feel the, your body moving. For a moment, you don't feel any wind at all, then all of a sudden you feel wind again. And just as... You don't see anything, um, Scott. You're except. No, you do see something. Scott's vegetable peeling. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. I can do that. It was on. It was on your head, right? Yeah, yeah. I always keep it there. Yeah, stuck, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Oh, it's working now. Uh, Eighteen. Okay, so um, it flies off of your head, but you quickly actually capture it, and it's in your hand, and you sort of point it down so that people can see. Those with dark vision can also see, but. It doesn't, it, it feels like it's being dimmed somehow. It doesn't shine that bright, so you can only kind of make out the figures around you of the other party members. And a little bit of brick as you fall down the shaft, and then you see ground come up, but then it angles a little bit to the left. And so your body just sort of magically pushes off from hitting the, the ground and flies to the left a little bit and then moves down into the ground again. It's like you're going through this network of tunnels and then instantly splash 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 you hit cold icy black water you're all submerged in in cold water as you struggle to to find a direction to go um 
I assume everyone going to swim up once they hit the water. Uh, so let's make a constitution saving throw, please, for everyone, including Union. Natural 20 for a 23. Nice. Uh, 22. 19. 14. Okay, 14. So um, everyone hits the water in relatively good shape. Uh, you have a sense. You're very disoriented, but no one's so disoriented. They don't know which way is up, even though you can't see anything in the blackness of the water. Your dark visions are both extremely limited under the water. Uh, it's very inky and black. Um, you would expect to be able to see farther. Uh, Nash, your vegetable peeling also doesn't shine too brightly out, but you're able to swim up to the surface. And so everyone uh, in a rush swims up uh, and breaks the surface of the water. Now I'm going to switch you over in roll 20. Uh, Let me just make sure everything's working okay. You'll need to go to the bottom right of this map. If everything worked, you shouldn't, shouldn't be seeing too much. Should be mostly black. So we've got the dynamic lighting effects. Now, um, the dark vision people will see more than the people without dark vision. So, Varel, because you don't have any vision, you'll only see Nash's light. Has everyone got that? Yeah. They just see I black. Don't. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Oh, on there the bottom it is. right. You got to go really far in the bottom right. Yep, found it. That's a very big map. Yeah. All right. So, you, you fall into water, and you break water. And, um, yeah, you're all treading the water. You see just off in the distance a bit of a stairwell leading up to what appears to be a maybe a stone ledge. You're not sure. You can't, uh, you can't make out that far. Hope will start swimming to the ledge. Yeah, Stanley as well. All right. As you all start swimming to the ledge, you see uh, the water bubble. I would like to submerge my head and look into the water. All right. You submerge your head and look into the water. Uh, make uh, a perception roll, please. 21. All right. You look in. You, you put your head back down in the water. You try to peer into the darkness as much as you can. There's something unnaturally dark about this water, and your vision is limited. However, you do see reflecting um, two bits in the water of Nash's vegetable peeling that he's holding up with his hand and eyes, large, inky eyes without irises staring back at you and tentacles immediately start flying out of the water and uh, making their way. Roll initiative for, uh, roll initiative, please. An 18, a rare initiative roll for me. 19. 19 as well. Varel can go before me. 17. Wow. All the rolls <laughs> are so close. So, uh, so 19. Sorry. And then um, Hope was 17. Okay. Union here. Okay. All right. Um, so you have a chance to react. Uh, as tentacles start to reach out towards you, Varel, um, you are up first. All right. I have a swim speed of 40 as a lizard folk. Mm -hmm. So I will... That's a nasty looking critter you got here. Is it one central eye or many eyes or how... how, Uh, You saw two eyes, one on either side, like like your eyes on either side of the uh, front of the head that you can make out. 
Okay, cool. So knowing my companions need air because they are weak and feeble, I will take my 15-minute breath in, and I will descend down and kind of meet it head on. Um, okay. Can I get to its frontal eyeball in one movement? Yeah, with 40 feet, you should be able to, you should be able to get there for sure. It's 20 feet out for you. Cool. So I will be... However down I need to be kind of sounds like 10 feet down-ish. And yeah, yeah, about that. All right, and I want to be the, the target of its ire, and it's, um, so I'll kind of blue, 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 and then hmm, hit a nice, like, pose in there and swing my, my right, As you get close, you notice that in addition to these large, bulbous eyes on either side, you see it has a circular mouth with rows, like, rows and rows of teeth inside. You get a good look inside the maw of this thing, and it's about the size of, you know, you. Um, you know, like six meters maybe, or six feet in diameter. Yeah, I think it's diameter. Um, towards you. And you're going to attack it? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So All right. I, I will enter its maw range, and I will enter my rage. And underwater, I do my flame burst. Does it work? Okay, you do your flame burst. Uh, let me look at your flame burst real quick. I forgot about the burst. Um, now, is it, this is a feature for your character, right? Correct. Storm aura, 10 foot aura takes four fire damage. Uh, could be my campaign. Sorry, I didn't load up your character sheets. Uh, I'm thinking this is going to, this will work. I don't think it qualifies for what would be prevented. Let me just double check it here. It's called um, Flame Aura. It is called, it's on my features and traits, and it is under Storm Aura. Storm Aura. Um, it says emanate stormy magical aura. Enter my rage. Yeah, aura's effect. All right, so it's a magical aura. Um, so you go to emanate the aura, and um, it does function. And so uh, this is fire, however, underwater. So the flame has an interesting effect as it bursts out in all directions. Uh, so that it's a constitution save for that one. I uh, know this is just uh, automatic oh, damage. So, uh, automatic damage. All right, four damage. Is that four right? Four damage, correct. Four damage. Okay. So you 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 flame it out, and then you get a good look at him as it illuminates in the water your fire aura and the sphere around you. And this creature is large and scaly and um, has these large bulbous eyes, large mouth and tentacles reaching out in all directions, heading for the party members. Okay. Well, hopefully that got its attention. I will attack uh, tentacles that are going by me towards my party members as best I can. Okay. With so you, yeah. my recklessly attacking greatsword. Oh, this is the greatsword you got from the ship, right? Correct. The first attack is a 22. All right, that is a uh, that is a hit. All right. Uh, roll for damage. 13 points of slashing damage. Slashing. Okay, so you go to slash it with your sword, and um, it hits its uh, chitinous surface and does no damage. Huh. And so you sort of, even though you connect, you go, and then it just does not penetrate through its leathery slash minerally skin. 
Oh my. You said it was a hit though? It is a hit, yes. Okay. It has okay. immunity it seems to have immunity from slashing. Alright. Uh well then I will <laughs> I will turn the sword is a failure. It's a uh, yeah. it's a weak sword, so I drop it. And I'm done. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and I and I go ah and bite it with my second attack. Okay, perfect. A reckless bite with a fourteen. Okay, so that's a miss. You go to bite it, and you just you mistime it, and you don't quite hit it. And you bite down on your mouth, like in the water. Like, <laughs> and I end my turn while in my rage, and you would have advantage on your next attack against me, for I was reckless. Perfect. Stanley, you're up. Alright, so swimming movement is halved, correct? I believe that's the case. Yeah, it's difficult terrain, so yeah, unless you have a swim speed. Uh, Didn't I, I have a higher initiative? Or no? No, for Elenite. Nash, you have 18. No. You both, they had I 19 had... and you had 18. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought that 23 was mine. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay. My bad. Um, so I'll swim to there and then point my fingers and try and fire an Eldritch Blast at the creature. Okay. Which I don't um, think is going to work, but Stanley isn't 100% sure of that. So. Yeah, you get that sneezing feeling in your head again as the spell fails to produce. Oh boy, this is going to be a fun dungeon. All right, Shit. that's my turn. <laughs> this is going to be a fun year of our lives. No kidding. <laughs> that's it, I'm done. The fungin. Yeah. Yep. Fungible dungeon. Okay, that brings us to Nash. All right. Boy, that's bad news. I'm going to try it anyway. Um, I mean, yeah, Nash doesn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I'm going to do a chromatic orb uh, attack. You need to make a... Hold on, let me go for hit. Is chromatic orb it's an eight. a hit spell? Or? It's, an eight, it's a hit spell. Eight, uh, 18. Right. As you go to cast the chromatic orb, you get a feeling like you sneeze, but it didn't come out. And your head like feels awful, Damn and the it. spell fails to produce, and you burn the spell slot. Okay. Well, <laughs> Scott's flipping you off, Bo. He's yeah. sharing his thoughts with you. <laughs> um, I'm going to maybe move then a little. Um, gonna move here. So okay. that I can just get a little, a little more surroundy on yeah. the guy. Your your vegetable peeling reveals that there's a ledge with stairs running up behind the creature. Oh, oh, look at that! We can see it. Okay, so you see, like, in, there's a large, um, maybe twenty feet up, uh, stone wall, and then there's a set of stairs from underwater leading up to the ledge behind the creature. Uh, possible, I can bonus action yell that to everybody. Sure, you can free action that, no problem. All right. Stairs! I'll go <laughs> stairs behind us, or behind the creature, and then that'll be my turn. All right. So the creature then uh, goes to move, and it makes uh, tentacle attacks on two of the party members. It reaches out for both Stanley and Hope on the left and right sides. Um, so let's see here. Uh, 18, no, sorry, 16 for the first hit versus Stanley. That will not hit. That will not hit. So the tentacle splooshes out of the water, tries to grapple you, and you dodge out of the way of the hit as it splashes down into the water. At the same time, Hope, a tentacle darts itself out, whoosh, heading straight for you. Um, 18. Yeah, that's a hit. 
That's a hit. Okay, so let us roll the damages. I didn't prep my dice. Okay. Um, 21 points of piercing damage. Wow. Almost 10 to get. And piercing damage. And um, now you need to make a. Uh, oh, and you are gra- like immediately grappled. So it hit. It sort of. It, it wraps its um, tentacle around you, squeezes very tightly that it hurts and like ah on, on your on your chest and then um and then now you are restrained uh, you are grappled and restrained currently so let me write that down so grappled would mean what it means you know your movement speed zero and it can only end if the grappler is uh, released okay um, and you can make attempts to escape that on your own on your turn and you're also restrained so uh you have zero movement and attack rolls against you have advantage, and the creature you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Okay, um, so that's the two attacks that it makes, and now it is uh, hope your turn. All right. Uh. Well, you know what? She doesn't know, so she's going to give it a go. Um, would it? Is it an action to try and break a grapple? Yes, breaking the grapple is an action, so you make a strength saving throw. Okay, cool. All right, so here's what's going to happen. She's going to try casting... Or it's strength or dexterity, rather, but you have disadvantage, I think, on dexterity. Yeah, yeah so strength would be the go-to. Um, she's going to try and cast darkness over the eyes of the creature. So if the creature's head is 15 feet across, <clears throat> she should be able to hit both eyes. So, sorry, you cast darkness. Let me just see here. Is that, sorry, is that a spell or a class feature? Uh, it's from the hand, so it would be a spell. It's from the hand? Okay. Yeah. Or Infernal um, Legacy. Oh, no, it's Infernal Legacy. It's, uh, it's hope. It's hope? Okay. Yeah, so that would probably fizzle. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're aware it's fizzled, maybe you, you'd want to cast something else. No, Hope doesn't know, so it's, she'd try it. Oh, so you try to cast Darkness? I mean, just because uh, you are in a fairly dark room. And this... Okay. Anyways, you attempt to cast Darkness, and it does not work. Okay, cool. Uh, she will then use her action surge, and she'll try and break the grapple. Okay, you'll try and break the grapple. Make a saving throw, please. 19. Okay. Um... Uh, you just barely you can feel that yourself just freeing yourself potentially, but you can't get out. You're just like, oh, there's a little bit of give as you push. You're so close, but you're unable to escape. Okay, she's going to then use Indomitable, which lets me re-roll on a saving throw that I fail. Oh, okay. Very good. Indomitable. <laughs> That's an awesome feat. <laughs> you will not be dom- right? dominated. Uh, oh, 25. <laughs> 25. Okay, so this time you're like... I don't know. What do you yell when, when after the first failure? Oh, like, it would you, just feel like her, ah, and she'd push it out of the way. All right. So everyone sees this. Like you fail, like to get out, and then you you just like take a minute and then regain your strength and then push out and just bah, just break out with both arms, like uh, just absolutely just overpower the strength of the creature and release the arms in the water, and you're now floating freely, uh, free of the grapple. 
Cool. And am I able to take in a move, or would it have to be next? You turn? still have you still have movement. Yeah, you right, still cool. have movement and a free action. All right, she's gonna start swimming. Okay. Perfect. Uh, okay, you're gonna move there, next to Nash. Yes. All right. So uh, Union begins uh, swimming towards with your turnover uh, half movement speed. She begins rushing over. She goes Celeste Prime and begins swimming over madly towards Stanley to help uh, protect him. Um, okay, and now that's the first round of turns done. And as it happens, you hear. Hey, they're here! They're here! Help them! And um, uh, Badass T runs up towards the top of the ledge, uh, followed by a halfling and a few other people uh, up at the top here. They sort of all gather around at the top. And Badass T goes, Here, take this rope! And he throws out a rope towards you, Stanley. Um, So let me just... I don't know if I can mark that rope, but he throws out a rope lying across the water in your general direction. Um, I'll find a rope. I'll find something to draw on there. Maybe I'll just draw a little thing. A polygon line. Roll 20 crashed for me. I don't know why. Now it won't reload. Oh, no. I don't know why. I'll keep at it, but just letting chat know. <laughs> Probably because I put a gigantic map in there. And, you know, it might. It's, it it really is a lot of size. That thing's huge. Yeah, it's a, I put the whole dungeon in, in the map. <laughs> okay, so uh, he throws out a rope to you, Stanley. Uh, let me just make the, the check here. Yeah, so the rope goes out and it, it lands in the water near you. Uh, right on top of you. Um, okay, that brings us back up to Varel. Your turn. Alright. There are... There's one arm around Stanley, right? Uh, uh, no, no, Stanley was not... It missed. It missed it, Stanley. Yeah. Okay, so no one's grabbed right now. No one's grappled currently. Alright, then I will pop another flame burst in the area around its maw. Okay, another flame burst fires out. <laughs> Takes four points of damage. Alright. Um, that's immune to the slashing. <laughs> Throwing punches underwater is like nightmare fuel to me. I hate that idea. <laughs> but so I'll just uh, I'll just go uh, I'll I'll swim towards it again and I'll and I'll start trying to bite it. In fact, how big is this mouth in front of me? Uh, six feet in diameter. You could swim oh. into it. Okay, so it's not giant. It's yeah, big, it's not. But... It's big, but it's not mo- like it's not monstrously yeah. large. Okay, okay. All right, I will. Um, I will attempt to again uh, do a double bite to the tentacles that are swinging about in my area. Okay, make your attack roll. Your biting attack rolls. A twenty-seven for the first bite. It's a hit. Let's roll the damage on that. Seven. All right, you bite down on on the piece of tentacle that you see, and your teeth just get stopped. And it also fails to pierce the armor uh, of this creature. And you feel this sort of like like this, um, maybe like your teeth cra- scraping across chalkboard or something. Yeah. It's, sort of this, it's just like, Arr! it's very like awful. All right. Well, then I'll wind up a big old whoa, underwater punch. Okay. 
right. You, you, you lean back and twirl it up, Popeye style, and deliver a punch. 25. All right. It's a hit. Roll your damage dice. Six points of bludgeoning damage. All right. Um, you hit it, and it, you feel as if it has no effect and doesn't do anything. All right. That ends my turn. Okay. <laughs> At least Morel gets to feel the same way we uh, <laughs> we do. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a th- it's it's tough. Apparently, you you tried everything and you're unable to damage it, um, except for your flame war, which which he doesn't it doesn't appear to like. But uh, it's been very minuscule. The amount of damage has not deterred it in any way. Stanley, you're up next. There's All now right. a rope from the from the you see five figures uh, up on the ledge and one of them's thrown you a rope um stanley's close enough to where he knows you know if he focuses on movement he can make it almost out so he's gonna kind of do that thing where you grab the rope and try and like get it closer and kind of do a fling to try and get it back to some of these people that are further away you know oh okay sure because it's gonna help them more than it'll help me so he's just gonna kind of who do you want to throw it to um doesn't look like it has far to go like maybe aim for around here oh boy i tried to click it's probably and... 60 it's probably 60 feet of rope oh that was rough um yeah i'd probably toss it towards um uh what's her name that's it okay so all right so make a uh, dexterity uh make a sleight of hand let's say sleight of hand or an, or an athletics to throw just to aim and throw the rope and 18 all right you throw the rope over to union and it lands on her and she she grabs it with her hand as she swims towards you and then stanley will burn his action and movement to get to there all right you swim up to oops shit uh, you swim you swim up towards the uh near the stairs okay all right anything else nope that's it then we move on to nash magard of the solar mines all right i can't see it anymore so i don't know exactly where i'm positioned but i would be wanting to um swim madly for the for the stairs Okay. Actually, would uh, I? You know what? I'm sorry. I would try to enact my um, my underwear DNA and see if it worked first. Float up, <laughs> to float out of the water. Yeah, I would want to float above this and then over to the stairs. Yep, it works. You 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 go <laughs> and you you, you, you um, emerge out of the water. Okay. And float above the water. All right, sweet. I would use remaining movement to move, not toward the creature because it seems like he's got a good reach, but just sort of toward. So you still get thirty feet of movement as a floaty, or is it less? Uh, it's oh, it's crap. I don't remember. Does it say on your uh, underwear DNA. Yeah, probably. Let's see. Uh, where is it? Oh, well, now that it's part of me, where did we put it? Should be under features and traits. Uh, thermal underwear DNA. Nash's travels to the unstable teleportation beam created by the transversal drive has permanently infused this demonic invention into the very fiber of his being. As a result, Nash has a vented switch in his armpit. He can turn on the switch to air condition himself, <laughs> granting him comfort in hot environments. The, uh, the underwear also allows him to gain a fly speed of 10 feet. I don't think so we could spend any time talking about this switch in his armpit. I know. That feels like a detail that got overlooked. Yeah. 
I don't remember that. Um, I wouldn't right. have thought of that. That was definitely Scott's idea that I put in there. He, that was mentioned on the show at some point. It switches like, <laughs> like a little split, <laughs> like a flesh switch. A little, and I go. Um, yeah, and it's his DNA. This is not an object. Like, he might have um, skin flaps in the shape of underwear on his cry. It's up to him to decide. But, yeah. like, the switch is flesh. Like, it's all flesh. It's all flesh. It's all made flesh. That is disgusting. I would travel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably a lot of fun when him and Angela Ashley are getting it on. She could turn um, on some cooling. Yeah. Um, I would fly as close to the steps as I could. All right. So wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No. <laughs> it wouldn't be cooling because it'd be his cooling. So yeah, my cooling. Yeah. Like hot air, like the back of a vacuum. Yeah, it would only help me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe it's not. Maybe just leave it alone during coitus. <laughs> doesn't seem that doesn't seem helpful. No, she puts it on just want, for I general light noise in the uh, in the bedroom. Yeah, it helps you sleep to it. Just nice little heater too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like good for falling cuddling. asleep good on for a cuddling. plane. Yeah, it's good for cuddling and. Um, so yeah, I'd make Anyways, you there. can move 10 feet in the air, so move two squares. Uh, I can't move. And you can use your... You can, oh, okay, I'll move you then. Yeah. Um, I'm still oh. working on it over here. I, and then I will move you... You should use your dash. If you're not doing anything else, you might as well cash in your dash action and move another two. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's nothing else I yeah. can do, so yeah. let's right. do it. So you move two. So you're about... You're about uh, you got uh, 30 feet to go to get to the ledge, Nash. Okay. Um, actually, since you can't see the map, you were next to Hope, uh, so let me just offer you an option um do you float out of the water and leave hope there or would you help her since you're next to her oh is she right next okay now I've she's got right next. yeah you can't see the map that's why i say she's right next to you so you can in theory float and maybe help her out of the water i would definitely do that but does that uh, will that ding me on movement or anything or do i need to roll anything um how much do you weigh? Oh, it's a personal question. <laughs> Her character's like... Everything has weight. I don't think that's too personal. Yeah, okay, I'm just joking. You know, it's like just randomly like, what's yeah, your weight? Um, what's the weight? Oh, that's a good question. Let me see. Okay, I can see it again. Uh, she by herself is about 140, but she's got stuff. All right, let me check out Nat Nash. Uh, what is it, 15 times your strength? Yeah. So twelve times fifteen. Anyone do the math? Hold on. Anyone got a computer brain? <laughs> I'll get uh, a calculator. Uh, twelve times fifteen. Is that what you said? What'd you say? Yeah. So twelve times fifteen. Yeah. So one eighty. And uh, your inventory says you're carrying about thirty pounds. So you got the headroom. Uh, maybe I don't know. You've got extra stuff like the two hundred fifty fish eggs and deer ribs. <laughs> 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 but let's I, I say you have headroom to, to reach out a hand and lift her out of the water while okay. you move. You I would I would absolutely do that, yeah. Alright, it will take an action to, to clasp hands and to be like, you know, lift up so you won't be able to do the dash action, but you lift her out of the water and you both move ten feet. Totally fine. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And that is I Great. can see it again and that is the direction I would go that you just went. So that's Alright, so Nash, you're now floating in the air with uh in holding uh Hope by the hand and helping her out as okay. she floats to the air as well. All right. Um, okay. Uh, this now we now move to um, uh, the creature. So the creature now uh, seeing everything escape quickly and looking around, but the most notable prey is uh, Varel directly in front of him. Uh, now moves towards his mouth and instinctively opens it up and rears it back, and the gum, the folds of its flesh move back and you can see its gums and then it attempts to 
swallow you by biting. Good lord. All right. Um, Roll with advantage. I'm worried about him. Oh, that's good because the first one was a miss. For sure. Uh, so, 27. Half a hit. All right. Uh, I figured. <laughs> this is a very unnecessarily large number. Okay. Twenty-six piercing damage to you. I'm just reading. Let's do a bit of reading here. All right. So it bites down upon you. Okay. Yeah, it bites down upon you, but because you're not grabbed, it sort of it bites down and like you're caught in its mouth, and it sinks its teeth into you to like soften you up instinctively. And then it releases and opens the mouth back up, and blood like uh, begins, you know, leaving your body into the wa- pools around in the water near you, all wispy like. Um, yeah, so that was what it does, and now it is uh, Hope. Your turn. Um, Hope's being carried out, so she's gonna start yelling down, "Pharrell, Pharrell, get out of there!" And seeing if she can't make enough noise to get him to stop fighting. Okay. All right. So she yells at you to get out of there. Um, uh, anything else you want to do? No? No, that's really it. All right. Uh, Union grabs a hold of the rope um, uh, up for her turn, and then it gets pulled in um, by the people above. And they, so as they, as they sort of all gather around to help pull on the rope, um, she gets pulled ten. She, she gets her normal movement speed worth the movement, and uh, gets pulled in like that. Okay, cool. All right, and then we're now we're back up to you, Varel. Did I hear her? Hear who? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. All right. Unless you, unless you were too much in a rage, that would be up to you. Um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the, the... but yes. You... The battle rage is not so thrilling, having done no damage to it with my many different attacks. Oh, does that mean does that make your rage fall off if you don't deal or take damage? Is that a thing? I sh- uh, I do think it is a thing. Yeah. But... I do think I, I wait. Let, let's check it out. I'm pretty sure I just have to attack. I don't necessarily have to hit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought I just thought there was a way. Like if if you um. And I if thought you there was like a attack the hostile creature. Yeah. So as long as I'm okay. attacking, yeah, you can't like and, have a you can't have a margarita and be in a rage, basically. Right. Right. And yeah. I, or I take damage, <laughs> which is why in the past I've like stabbed myself in the leg to keep the anger. Alive. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember you doing stuff. <laughs> I'm angry. Then I will, uh, with whatever kind of attacks of opportunity included, I will begin to swim away. All right, you begin to swim away, and indeed an attack of opportunity will occur, um, and that will be with its tentacle. It instinctively reaches out a tentacle as you move away with a... Oh, the rolls are not with you today with a 31. Jeez. All right. Or no, sorry, is that 31? Yeah, yeah, 31, my math is right. It's big. <laughs> it's big. It's with a 31. Big hit. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, a hit. All right. So let me roll some damage for for this tentacle. Four. Fifteen points of bludgeoning damage. Mm, right. And you are now grappled. So as you go to try to oh, move my. away, it, it the tentacle squeezes on on onto you, whips your face, ugh, and then 
tightens around your body and it hurts greatly. Um, you are now uh, restrained and grappled. You can't move anywhere. Okay. But you did well. you did go to move away. So I'm going to put your we should put your token. Basically, we're at, like move it to some extent where I don't know which direction you want it to go necessarily. Yeah, I was going to book it down towards the stairs down here. So, so like, okay, so you, as get. you try and swim through, uh, you try to go to make your movement and then you get grappled. So you're now grappled. Okay. Instinctively, instinctively or, then yeah. I would alight my sword if I can and attempt to attack it. Okay. Let's see if that works. Um, your sword is part of your eye item, right? Correct. The eye of Grosjil. Yeah, so you attempt to instinctively light your sword and you get you feel like you sneezed, but it didn't come out and it just erupted in your forehead. It's the most unpleasant feeling. All right. I will uh, do my flame burst for four. Okay. So you do uh, four which, points of damage to it. Which uh, you know, I don't I don't I don't like her. Uh, Union gets hit by that. <laughs> but oh, wait, no, she gets she, she takes half damage though, because she's inside my aura, so Right. Oh, I thought maybe it was friendly fire. Uh, no. No. So no. it's all creatures that get hit by my storm aura. It's just that when you're inside my storm aura as a friendly creature, you take half damage from the thing that I'm doing. So everyone has fire resist, but I can still hit you for two. All right. So if she fl- it flames out, she takes two points of damage and she yells, "Watch it, Vorel!" <laughs> 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 and then I will bring I will make a big Kirk fist a double Kirk fist and start slamming <laughs> start slamming the on thing. the uh, and, well you haven't used your action yet right? No, exactly so you can break grapple with oh your that's action. right I could I yeah. could do that instead of uh, pointlessly yeah you, you have <laughs> options yeah you, you have options it's not the end you just can't move anymore so in theory if you break free you can continue moving you have movement okay. remaining I mean, you can still Kirk Fist as your method of trying to break free. Yeah, let me see if there's a aggressive way to break a grapple. I think it's like uh, strength athletics. It's a it's a contest strength or athletics. Perfect, perfect. Um, for for role playing sake, I was double checking if it had to be dexterity, yeah. I would do the pointless fist. No, you, you can do strength. Uh, but oh. you're, because you are also restrained in this condition, your dexterity saving throws are halved. So you can still do skill checks just fine, I guess. Awesome. So I get advantage on athletics checks while raging. So we are good okay. to rock. All right. Well, let's get a little contest going. How about that? Wait, no, these are advantage on strength checks. Does that include athletics? Athletics is strength for sure. It's a strength. Oh, it's right. a strength skill check. Unleash the Kirk Slam for a. And you know your target from from hope. Yeah. Okay. So twenty eight. Perfect. You bring up your fit, uh, Kirk fist and you smash, 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 and then it it doesn't like what it's feeling. You're you're doing something and it lets you loose just enough that you're able to swim out. And then, um, yeah, you swim free, and then splashing occurs all around as the tentacle. You know, you've disrupted this creature's folly again, and it, it's frust- frustrated, expresses its frustration with its tentacle. Does that give him the rest of his movement? Yes. Okay. I went, it looks like I was 10, so I can do. All right, so I could just get to the base of the steps. Uh, what's your, your swim speed is 30? Uh, 40. 
Four, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So you, you swim past Stanley and make it there. Yeah, for sure. You have enough movement for that, and you start running up the steps. Okay, and then now we return to Stanley. All right, Stanley's going to go and use his movement to get up. Am I able to, like, climb up the side of these stairs, or do I have to go around? So it'd be... Um, well, Varel's kind yeah. of in the way now on the stairwell. Could I climb up diagonally past him? No. Or, well, okay, yes. Uh, you'd have to um, perform a skill check to do so. You'd have to, like, leap up and pull yourself up onto the stairs. What skill would that be? Uh, that would be an athletics check or an acrobatics check. Do acrobatics. Just see okay. if we do it. 22. All right, so let's uh, so you have a fancy way. Do you have a fancy way to describe how you, how you what this looks like? Uh, Stanley would just kind of, like, sink, pop up, grab the ledge... And then kind of shimmy along the side, very nimble style, because it's acrobatics, not uh, athletics. And then yeah. push past Varel and go up the steps. All right. Go ahead and use your movement now. You're no longer, you have full movement because you're now not in water. Uh, so he would move here in the path of the rope and then help continue to pull in. Help pull uh, Union? With, yeah. All right. Well, you'd have to do that on your next turn. But Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So that's you. Nash, you're up next. All right. So we are still... Are you able to get the map open at all? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm okay. good now. So I you have hope it. in one hand and you're floating above the water. <clears throat> I would continue to move. Uh, see, I can go... T- can I go 10 feet with her or, or, or am I limited? Yeah, you can go 10 feet with her. You're not You're not slowed with her, but your movement speed floating is 10 feet. So two squares at a time. Yeah. So I would move... <coughs> can't move her but I'll, she would I'll go bring with. hope with you there you go and hopefully she's not too, too close to any tentacle action from the hentai okay. monster out there so uh yeah that's what i would do for my entire turn all right perfect and so uh the creature then uh frustrated with uh, varel turns to the floating uh sees you immediately as periphery turns its floating attention or swimming attention to you and its mouth sort of bubbles up and opens into this big gaping hole sarlacc pit style in the water and water like slowly waterfalls and pools into the mouth as it swims underneath you um there's this, there's this giant sarlacc pit hole now directly underneath you and tentacles come up and strike at both nash and hope all right uh that would be tentacle Tentacle. Twenty. Testicle. (laughs) Twenty-seven on Nash. And for Hope, twenty-four. Oh, my God. Like that hits? It definitely hits. All right. So the two tentacles uh, shoot up, and now I'm going to roll damage for each of you. Um, So one second. It wouldn't have mattered if I'd have went around further, would it? He's still going to swim. Twenty-one damage to Nash. Great. Uh, It's bludgeoning damage. Okay. And for you, Hope. Whoa, I rolled three ones. Uh, so ten points of damage to you. Um, bludgeoning damage as well. And you're both grappled. So you're both now being held in the air by the tentacles. And it's sort of almost like spitting you around now. So everyone on the stairs looks back and see Hope and Nash are in trouble getting out of here. Um, Hope, you're up next. Not again. (laughs) 
Uh, cool. She'll use her action to try and break the grapple. Okay. Make your uh, strength saving throw, please. 19. Again, just not quite enough. This thing's really strong. You know you can best it, but it's a tough opponent, and you're not able to squeeze out. All right. She'll do Indomitable again. Let me re-roll it. Re-roll it. Oh, shit. Damn. The Indomitable Snowman. 24. Uh, the rerolls of 24. Okay, you break free. Now you're in the air this time and not in the water, and there's a giant gaping mouth upon you. So as you break free, what's the plan? Because you'll fall straight into its mouth. Oh, I thought I was still holding on to Nash. Uh, no, no. You, 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 you've both been grabbed by tentacles and torn apart. Sorry. Apart I'll from each other, not apart. apart yeah. She'll pull out her dagger and try and stop her way by digging it into flesh. Yeah, you don't have otherwise. to fall if you grab onto the tent. You're still grabbed onto the tentacle and you're subject to wherever it moves you to. But you could hold on to the tentacle or stab into the... Well... Okay, let's hold on to the tentacle then. Yeah, I would say, although I'm not sure if you observed what Varel was doing, but stabbing into this creature is not... Might yeah. not go well. <laughs> yeah, she would. She wouldn't have seen any of that. Um, yeah. So what she'll do is she'll hold on to the tentacle, and if it whips to where the platform is, she'll let go and see if that can't fling her. Okay, interesting. All right, so you break free from it, but hold on to the tentacle. Um, uh, yeah, and it hasn't moved yet, so this is all in the span of seconds. You're free, holding on to the tentacle. Uh, Union uh, then uh, takes the rope with the aid of the people there and swims the rest of the way to the bottom of the stairs and, and yells at <laughs> yells at Pharrell, hurry, get out of the way! Move, Varel. <laughs> and actually, no, she doesn't say that. It's kind of bitchy. I don't think she'd do that. Um, actually, no, because you're in a survival mode, and she's not that kind of character. Um, I'm, I'm just going to correct what happens there. She actually um, swims up beside you and grabs onto, grabs onto your shoulder in a more of a working together style. Yeah. I, I wanted to, I wanted to do it the one way, but I, I just don't think that that makes sense. So she, it's more of like a leaning on you for support kind of thing. Uh, okay, perfect. So now we move to a bad ST yells from like, come on guys, you got to get free. Do something. And he looks at the other people there to like help uh, with that. Um, Varel, you're up. Okay. The union grabbed onto me, so I am now in charge of ferrying her upwards. I mean, she's just leaning on you, like in a friendly way. It's not, you know, you're not, you're not in her grapple or anything like that. No, 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 no. But if, if, if I may, if she's trying to get out of the water, I would like to, you know, grab her up and I will climb up the stairs with her. Oh, okay. Oh. And sort of so, like, how, how do you lift her up by like her forearm or like what's the what's the hold? Good question. Because there, there, this, this is important. There's a lot of communication, yeah. Because if if I like princess carry her, she's gonna hate that. Maybe. She might you don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know that Varel would really like, think of these things. Cute things. Well, yeah. So, so I I assume she kind of like has an arm around me, right? Like we're gonna. Yeah, go yeah. Like she she hits the stairs and then she just like puts an arm on your back. Like it's just like, you know what I mean? Like there's there's touch, but it's not like you know. It's just it's like uh, yeah. That's it. 
you're free to interpret. I'm not going to interpret it. You're free to interpret what you like from that. Mm. She has her hand on your back, and you're in the lead. And since you're on stairs, it's more like your lower back and not your upper back. Yeah. Well, if, that, if that's the case, then uh, so so how much how much room is right here? Uh, if I was behind Stanley and wanted to vault up the last bit of stairs, I mean, yeah, and if, if you get to a certain point where the stairs are just like a few feet up, and you could just you know uh, pull yourself up uh, parkour style, him. yeah. Okay, I'm still in my rage. This is a complicated situation because I've got a lot of peace, and I see my my friends out there in peril. Uh, well, I mean, you do see that you know they're they're pulling in the rope again to you know prepare another toss, but I don't know if rope's going to cut it for for what's going on out there. Right, right. And Nash is currently grabbed, correct? That's right. That is and correct. Rope is suspended. Yeah, and they're suspended over a wreath of teeth, Sarlacc pit style. Mm. And yeah, there was the magical sneeze, so it wasn't even that the sword was underwater, so I can't throw a shield. Um, All right. All right. They're going to get owned. I'd be... (laughs) <laughs> it's, like, it's like the beginning of Indiana Jones uh, Last Crusade Everyone's lost but me And so I gotta, I gotta get back in there If they're gonna be in trouble I would okay. I would assume yeah. I'm the only one that can take hits From this thing so I would run up the stairs And then cannonball myself Back in hoping I can distract <laughs> the beast Alright what's your tar- Like when you cannonball yourself Because uh, you can this is a running leap so let me just look up the rules for distance here. But you could probably you could run up the stairs, get a running leap, and get yourself probably in range. Yeah. Uh, including you know knowing Varel style, even into the maw potentially. Um, so I'm just trying to look uh, for like jumping rules here. You write jump, and then you get the jump spells. So let's say jumping. I'm going to have to just look that up real quick in the actual source. Uh, It's called a long jump. Cover a number of feet equal to your strength score if you move at least 10 feet immediately before the jump. Number of feet equal to your strength score? Okay. So your strength being... um, 20. 20. That means you can get four squares. One, two, one, two, three, four. Yeah, so this guy is... you can latch onto the back like that. You're there, but that's actually because it's just I don't have a base for this token. It's actually part of its size, so you could okay. probably grab on. You, you'll hit. You'll reach it just barely with twenty feet. All right, then I want to run up, and as I pass Stanley, I want to steal diplomacy like I've done before in the past. Oh, you're just gonna take it off his belt? Yeah. All right. Unsheathe it and ah, Stanley. Do you air. let this happen? Like, because you could contest it if you wanted. Just. I'm assuming no. All right. Um, okay, so you uh, you run up the stairs, and you take diplomacy off Stanley, and you jump in the air, both hands clasped with a downward thrust style. Yep. Okay, uh, perfect. Uh, make an attack roll, please. All right. Recklessly slamming that diplomacy. <clears throat> make it good. Is diplomacy a plus on a magic item? Does that have a plus? 
I don't think so. I don't think okay. it does. I think it's standard. So it's a 20, not natural. Okay, that's a hit. Roll your damage dice. All right. It's a rapier, correct? Yes, uh, it's a 1d8. All right. Now, it's a finesse weapon, but I think that means either strength or dexterity, right? So you can still get your proficiency. Seven points of damage. Okay, so you jump up in the air, and you leap, and you bring the sword down with some... There's some part of your brain, some small part that you've shoved, compartmentalized, repressed in your rage. You don't want doubt, but there's one nugget, one neuron in your brain of, man, I attacked this thing and nothing happened. Will that happen again? And you, you, with all your rage, you squish that neuron into place and try to like make sure it's repressed to the maximum. Because as you bring the sword down, it's it parts. It's tough, leathery minerally flesh and sinks in like All a right. cracked egg going shunk, and goes right into the the, the the thorax of the beast and you hang off of it like a, a well you just hang off of it by the sword and it goes in and you hear the mouth go as it begins to make a, an eerie noise at bubbling the water so relieved if he didn't do damage I'm worried he's just going to drop it in the oh, damn it was water absolutely going to get dropped <laughs> 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 Goodbye diplomacy. Yeah. A worthless weapon. <laughs> down to the down in the drink with you. Yeah. Might uh, actually the, get it back now. The, the sword goes into the beast for Perfect. seven points of damage. Nice. I will hit it with attack number two, which is still a sword attack, but you know, it'd be a fist on top of it, kinda slamming hammering diplomacy in. Perfect. Even deeper. Even deeper. Twenty two. Okay, it's a hit. 12 points of piercing damage. 12 points of piercing damage. All right. It's a hit that bubbles even further as you drive the sword deeper into it and it shudders and shakes in pain. And you've, you can, you, you now know the weakness of this beast. Yes. It's weak to swords. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a magical sword. It's weak to but, Stanley's sword. <laughs> that, that distinction is important. But um, let's... Uh, okay, so that's your turn. If there's anything else, I think that covers everything. That's, okay. way, I, yeah, yeah, they're in, they're in burst range. I'm not going to burst them. Yeah. Stanley, you're up. Come on, Stanley. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Everything. Why don't you well, The one thing I had that I could use that is effective just got taken by a giant lizard. I'm standing here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I believe so, in you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to spend my turn going All right. You don't got any you don't got any you don't got any so you've you've noticed up to this juncture that some class features have been functioning. You don't got any class features that uh just before you get a little too dispirited, maybe there's uh maybe you have a an option in your class features? Nah, not really. <laughs> I say no. All right. Well, you'll have your turn to shine later, I'm sure. All right. So Stanley just just looks and and on and helplessly in shock, you, wishing you he can, could do something. You can do it, everybody. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Can't you give bardic inspiration to people? Why don't you do that, man? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, wait, bro, as bonus action, here's you gains inspiration. Is you literally bolsting people? It's not magical. Yeah, that's just so you know. That's usable to help okay. people with their crazy ass hard strength grapple checks. But yeah, okay. I believe you. I'm not going to do it though. 
committing a Salili crime. They, they can get them. A Salili crime. Salili crime. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know what to say. Are we allowed right. to even do? We can't even go on after that. That joke is the worst thing I've ever heard. I loved it though. Just all I have to say is you probably do have some options, but uh, okay. I just want to make sure that you, that that we don't pass by that, and you're like oh, I wasn't aware. So all right. Um, moving on to Nash. Nash, you are in the clutches of a tentacle at the moment. It's crushing your chest. Uh, you saw Hope has broken free in the air next to you, and she's holding on, and uh, Varel is dangling by a sword in the thorax. Oh, the you know what? Sorry. Before we go too, too far, um, if seeing diplomacy work might yeah. give Stanley one idea that he could try, that he would try, he is going to take the axe of Gigglemar off of his back, and Axe he is going. Oh, right. He's gonna. He's gonna pluck it. Let me see. What am I casting here? Gilgamar. 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 Uh, we're gonna spend six charges. Do I want to go that far? Wait. How does this work? Strings can be plucked to cast magic missile for one charge. Additional charges can be spent to increase the spell level by the number of charges. So magic missile. Okay, so one charge would be the first level version of the spell. Yeah, I guess we do that just to see if it works because there's no guarantee that it'll work. So I'll spend one charge and I will cast magic missile at first level at the creature, which is an automatic hit if it works to do four points of force damage okay you take out so you're seeing this uh, standing at the top of the stairs you take out your guitar and pluck a string in order to cast the spell from it and nothing emerges as you would expect all right he puts it back on his back and goes you got this everybody yeah. <laughs> right. okay all right um so nash yeah you see uh stanley playing guitar and uh, <laughs> Hope is on a tentacle, uh, clutching it, and Varel is, is has a sword in the thorax of the beast. And I'm also, st- um, I'm still grappled, correct? And you are grappled. Okay. And, uh, you're floating above a, a pool of teeth beneath you. <sighs> okay, if I use, <clears throat> excuse me, if I use my staff physically, am I even able to, given my grappled state? Sorry, if you use your staff physically? Yeah, I just I'm not going to do magic with it because I don't not, magic don't work here. I was so just to gonna, break a grapple, it's a strength uh, it's a strength contest between but, what's grappling. But it. what I mean is, or I can dexterity. stay. Can I stay grappled and use my staff? Yeah, you can swing. Uh, you can swing at something. Okay, I'm going to do that. So you're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna hit the. Um, I'm gonna hit the beast at, at some sort of tender place. Can I see an eyeball or anything that's like ah? Oh, look at that squishy. Little- not within reach. You're like you're. Ten to twenty feet in the air in a tentacle arm, your staff will not reach to the eye. All right, I'm going to whack the tentacle then. Okay, uh, as hard it, as uh, I you, can. You, you've seen Varel punch the creature and it not take anything. The whack is going to be bludgeoning damage. Oh, I thought we so only ha- saw him stab and it didn't do anything before. He stabbed, he axe. bit, and he punched, and all the damage was negated from all three of those oh, different shit. attacks. Now, is what staff are you using? Maybe let's clarify that because the magical item did do damage. 
diplomacy did do damage to the creature. So, um, what's your which staff? The staff that I have equipped is the Sky Blinders. Sorry, yeah. Oh, Sky you have Blinders a magical staff, staff right? Yeah, I do. Oh, Sky Blinders staff. Okay, so it will work. Go ahead and make your attack roll. Sorry. All, All right. right. Um. Wait, a magical attack will work with it? Is that what you said? No, it's it's non-magical weapons yeah. are not hurting this creature, but magical weapons are hurting this creature. Gotcha. Okay. So, have a magical weapon. I will make an attempt here, then. Yeah. Oh, and I get a plus. Hold on. Staff, let's see. I get a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls. All right, so let's see how this goes. Oh, that was a nat 20 for a hot second, and then it tipped. It's a three total after my modifier. Frick! Uh. After your modifier, yeah, yeah, because okay. the staff so you, has a plus one. On you swack it. it; it does nothing. Damn it! Um. Okay, I'll yell, "Damn it!" and that's my turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh wait, can I can I exert a move and have it do anything? I'd have no, to fight your, the grapple. Your movement's now your movement's now zero as okay. you grappled. All right. All right. Yeah, you have you have no choice on where to move. All right. Okay. So uh, now. Uh, Sensing it has um, prey in its clutches, the tentacle slowly draws you to over its mouth and uh, is going to attempt a bite upon you. Nash. Great. For 18. Uh, That is definitely a hit. Oh, that is a hit? Okay. So we're going to roll some damage. 21 piercing, please. Good lord. Okay, uh, and um, so because you're grappled by the creature, you're then dropped into the mouth, bit, and swallowed, and you're now inside the mouth of the creature in the water, blah, 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 as you sink in. Um, you're now also blinded, restrained, you're still restrained. Okay. And, um, and you can acid begins slowly secreting out of the sides of the inside of the mouth as you sink into it. And everyone watches as Nash gets swallowed up into the Kraken's mouth. I think I can. No, I can't. Never mind. Uh, hold, on, hold on. There's an old thing I haven't used forever. Let me just look at it real quick. Affinity for acid. Oh, it's only when I cast it. It's not resistance. Never mind. <sighs> All right. I will uh, enjoy my affirmities and call that my turn, I suppose. Okay. Oh, wait, perfect. what's... Uh, was that's, that not, that's not your turn. Not that's turn, but yeah. Turn. But with 21 damage was all, or is there more with the uh, acid and everything? Uh, no, that, w- that was just the damage. There's no more. Okay. But you, you see that it, you're seeing into your future. I'm giving okay. you some flavor into your future. All right. Acid is on. Although the Nash sounds like a total badass, gets eaten by, gets bit, eaten by a creature, swallowed by it, and he's like, is "That all? Yeah, is that all you got? Okay. All you, got? <laughs> you gonna do anything else? Yeah. You got anything else? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Hope, you're up. Is Nash? Is the mouth closed? No, it's not closed. You can see him sinking into the pool where the mouth is. It bit him and then opened back up again. It's gonna. Reclose again. You have a window. Okay. Um, and how deep in the water is the mouth? 
the mouth is right at the surface. So it's like right part of the most part of the mouth is above the water. And so it's cinematically like there's this waterfall of water spilling between the teeth into the pool inside of its mouth where Nash is flailing. Okay. Could Hope try and land on the teeth and grab Nash and pull him out? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're, you're going to let go of the arm and try to hit the teeth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that you can do easily. So you wait. You just time it and wait for a point to drop down, and you drop down easily. Not going to require an action. It's free, your free action. You drop down. You land on the teeth of the mouth. You're balancing on these two long teeth, uh, on one on either foot. All right. She's going to try and grab Nash by the nape, basically. Yeah, remember, it's, it's only six feet in diameter, too, so, like, it's not, you know. It's, oh, that's not that wide. It's okay. not that wide. You can definitely reach that in and, and grab grab him if you need to. Okay, yeah. She's reaching in to grab him, scruff him like a dog, and rip him out of there. <laughs> okay, perfect. So Hope drops down. From your perspective, Nash, you just see Hope drop from the tentacle onto the teeth. She bends over, reaches her hand in, and grabs a hold of your arm. Now, uh, Hope, you're going to need to make a strength uh, check, an, an athletics check for this pull you're going to get advantage because nash has thermal underwear dna and can help propel himself uh, during this maneuver the first one's a natural 20 okay what is it with the modifier if, if you may uh, with the modifier 28 so if, okay. if i can color this i'd like hope to have grabbed nash by the nape scruff him throw him out and his underwear floats him slowly. <laughs> like, like, he, his momentum slow, like it's like he goes like this like he, he moves and then he goes to this yes. arm underwear momentum <laughs> okay perfect so Nash uh, she, uh, hope your savior hope uh, jumps down reaches a hand and or by, on the nape throws you out flings you out of the, the mouth and you're now floating back in the air again <laughs> 10 miles an hour, whatever, two, one mile an hour Wonderful. Uh, in the air. You're saved. All right. And then Hope's going to turn to Varel. Like, Varel, we got to go. Grab the sword. And then she's going to run at him and, like, football tackle him into the water and try and hold on because he swims faster than she does. Okay, perfect. So you football tackle him. Um, Varel, do you resist against this or do you let it happen? Uh, my goal was to save them, so yeah, I'd let it. I'd let it ride. All right. So, so Nash, you're now floating. I'll give you a bit of movement. You're now tr- floating as fast as you possibly can, which is super slow. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you're now floating as fast as you possibly can. Hope tackles Varel cinematically, and Varel, you grab hold of the sword, yank it out as you both splash into the water behind it. Uh, you're now clear of the beast by about five feet. Everyone. Okay. Um, okay. Nice moves there, Hope. Uh, Union uh, now runs up the stairs next to Stanley and says, Seleli, grab the rope. We must get them. And motions for you to, like, uh, takes the rope from this uh, halfling that's behind you and gives you uh, part of the rope. And then she launches the rope out um, into the water, uh, offering you to help hold on to it and throws it at, uh, let me just draw this rope here. You better throwing it at Nash. His slow ass is right, going to take forever. <laughs> oh, do you want, you, I was going to throw. I was going to throw it at Varels. Do you want me to throw it at? Good, good call. So she's yeah, about to throw it that direction. Yeah, she's good. about to throw it in that direction. And uh, upon hearing your instructions, I can't draw. Uh, yeah, Stanley anymore. would just look at her and go, "Varel will be fine. Aim at that one and <laughs> aim at Nash." Going. 
<laughs> through right. the air very slowly. All right. So uh, Nash, uh, a rope uh, hits your direction and you easily catch it in your hand. And okay. so now you're being pulled and you'll with the pull, you'll be able to, to float faster. Okay, good. Um, so that brings us to Varel, your turn. You've been tackled by Hope and you're now both swimming in the water. No, no pressure. Can Kyle hear? Varel? Yeah, sorry, it's your turn, Varel. Oh, pardon me, pardon me. Yeah, pardon me. You're tackled in the water. <laughs> <laughs> and it's your turn. Okay. I can make it to the steps in 35, and then I will run. So uh, Hope is on my back. I swim with my tail, shoo, 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 all crocodile style. Okay. Do, do you like, so Hope's tackled? Do you let her hold on to you? I'll, I'll let the I'll let her hold stay so that you kind of yeah, because her speed's gonna be slow. So she right yeah rides you like a dolphin exactly. exactly yeah okay all right you make your way to the stairs all safely um, Stanley your turn oh that was just my swim speed I can actually oh. make it up the stairs oh. further pardon me uh, you, you can uh, dash yeah yeah so I'll do the two movements I'll get fifteen up and then if I'm able to climb I'd love to get up here yeah yeah you can climb we'll, cool we'll, we'll climb. all right. Climb right. uh, with uh, with hope on your back, still dolphin style. You could probably carry her. Well, up. Eventually, it becomes like Lex style, you know, Jurassic Park. But yeah, it works yeah. out. Okay, so you, you bring you bring hope up. Um, now, uh, so Stanley, your turn. I'm just helping reel in Nash. Very good. And so Nash, you can now cash in your dash to move 20 feet with the extra momentum. That'll give you 40 feet of clearance, and that'll get everyone up safe on the ledge. Okay. Unless there's anything else you'd rather do than just run away. No, hell no. Get me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. All right. So you go you go puttering along the surface, and now uh, combat is now over. The creature then sinks back into the water, and you're now upon this ledge uh, where the pool is, and there's uh, sort of there's, there's four figures with you, including Badass T. There's kind of a, a guy in a loincloth, and there's a guy looking like he's in noble clothing with a nice short haircut. There's a Viking-looking dude, and there's a halfling there, the bearded halfling. And uh, the bearded halfling looks uh, uh, at everyone. And he's like, "Oh, I'm glad everyone made it safe. Great job, everyone." And badass T goes, "Yeah, that, that landing's a real. Uh, that's a tough landing there. They should put up a warning sign. I don't know what the point of that is." Edna's such a nerd underneath looking like a badass. <laughs> <laughs> and Yunyang also gets up and 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 looks at looks to you, Stanley, and, and says, Are you okay, Salili Prime? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. Be a lot better if my magic would work down here, but uh otherwise fine. Everybody else okay. Stanley's uh-huh. gonna move away from the ledge just in case the creature decides to come check it out it's a good idea got a real all right uh no i feel like (laughs) shit that was bad and i'll sit down for a second not that it'll help me but well that sure was a close one i'm really glad everyone made it out safe uh Roy is a real, uh, he's real uh, active today. He hasn't been active in a while. Um, hmm. Roy. You were almost his dinner. Hmm? Its name was Roy. 
No, we call it Roy. Or really over <laughs> Yoder. What's the Y word? What y is this word. Yoder? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not an acronym, um, Mr. Lizard Folk. Uh, we just, well, there isn't much to do. Uh, while away the days here, and we get to making stories and, and giving things names. Ah, you, you are guys mad are f- with boredom. You guys are fresh faces. You'll soon to find that out. Please come to our camp. Oh, and introductions to everyone. Uh, this no he- rush. Yes, um, this uh, fellow here. He's the Torbeer, and that one there is another human. His name is Martin. And this is Daniel. Anyway, this is nice to make everyone's acquaintance. You can meet. Um, I think I'll go look up the name. Stop lagging. Roll twenty. You can meet Grandma Tilly and Rugrish soon. Come, come. We'll be serving dinner shortly. And and uh, the 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 humans uh, just uh, without much of a word, they sort of grunt and walk away, walk down the hallway, and uh, head back and. Uh, Oh, and he, pardon me. My name is Zipty Ree. You can your just call is, me Zipty. Your name is far less boring than the others. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why, thank you. Anyways, um, I'm glad you all made it uh, through that ordeal safely. Not everyone does. Uh, so that's good for you. I'm very glad that you were able to make it. Uh, you were able to survive, including your friend, Bad, uh, badass T here has told us much about you, except he jumped in a while ago. Kind of took you guys a while to follow. What happened? Wait. Like, How yeah, you guys kind of left me down here for a long time. I thought you were going to follow me. Focus, badass T. How long is a while? I mean, I think it like, felt like five hours. Oh, okay. That's normal. What are you guys wearing? Well, we took five hours, yes. What were you doing? You guys got changed and everything. You Nash was wearing different clothes. <laughs> Why are you wearing a, a jacket? Well, <laughs> the important thing is there's no time um, thingy. Stanley, your sword. Oh, thank you, Varel. A beautiful friend. What a gracious host I was for it. Uh, (laughs) yes you uh you wielded it well um i and with honor and i thank you for not dropping it in the bottom of the pool Mm. should it have displeased me it would have stanley tries to press the digitate the blade (laughs) nice probably doesn't work uh no no press digitation occurs Curiously enough, though, uh, Nash, you still your vegetable peeling still stuck to you. <laughs> it's still the light spell is still upon it. Great, this is an FYI. Great, no, that's good. Happy Family to hear that things rumbles and just starts wiping the blade on a piece of cloth that's available <laughs> on his outfit. <laughs> it's good to see you humbled with filth. <laughs> <laughs> And, and pain. Badass, he says, get on for Ralph. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh. Don't give Tedna any love. <laughs> Freaking Tedna. I don't care what he calls himself now. 
I'm so... <sighs> Welcome to Pentel Vice, everyone. I don't know what you did to uh, earn your ticket here, but, um, well, there's lots of time, shall we say, but uh, me and um, my friends here, we've, we've been here a while. I'm sure you have lots of questions, so um, and we'd love to hear new tales uh, from you as well, so... Um, uh, you know, why don't you come with us? You can get dried off by the fire. Hope we'll go over to Nash and offer a hand and help him up hobble to the fire if he needs it. Yeah, Nash, how close to death are you? Uh, I'm not that close. I still have 51 hit points, but I'm down half. Jeez, oh, I gotta do more damage to you guys. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't too bad. You only hit me for 40 total or 42, whatever it was. <laughs> only 40. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley just follows behind the halfling, grumbling while he walks. Okay, so he walks to the, the, the this intersection that you can kind of see ahead, and he says, come this way to the south here, or to the right. He doesn't know what south is. <laughs> that would be to the left, but I understand. Well, his right, your left, yes. I'm mad with boredom. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> so he moves down and you, you, you so you, you, there's this hallway for our audio listeners just so they were um, the ledge leads into a hallway and the hallway can either go straight or turns to the left as Stanley said and it leads to a large room with an exit that looks caved in by rocks on one side and in this room it, it's bare there's bricks everywhere aged stone tile um, there are four sleeping uh, very old full of holes sleeping uh blankets essentially one small one for zipti and um you know the three humans morton danielle and torbeer are sitting by the fire near them and in the fourth one lying in there appears to be sort of a the shape of a, a, a woman with her hood over her and she goes well, who's that there zipti and zipti says well we, there's we have new arrivals to uh, new arrivals here to welcome and she goes oh that's that's good and then over in the corner in the far right, you see an, uh, an orc, like a bald-headed orc with piercings leaning against the wall, just kind of like hitting her head on the back of the wall like this. And Zippy says, well, come, everyone. Uh, come get dry by the fire and tell us your tales. Um, get to know you, and I'm sure you have many questions for us. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll be sure to provide you with that information. And, uh, you know, uh, I think we have to ask as new arrivals. I see you have m many objects on your persons. Would you happen to have any food? And then you, everyone, as you, I don't know if, as you guys enter the room, you notice that on the mention of food, uh, the various people sort of look in your direction, wishing to hear the answer to that question. Stanley goes stomping over by the fire, takes his bag off, sets it near the fire, but in front of him, helps start drying off everything, and goes, we don't actually have many questions. We're here, electively, to find someone named Tungsten Wheel. Is it a name you've all heard before? One of the, one of the uh, dead yell, uh, or Torbier looks around and goes, Abrectively. What does that, that mean? And then the one named Morton goes, electively, that means by choice. 
Um, does anyone here know a tungsten wheel? And then the one they called Dan- Danielle goes, depends. What's it worth to you? Look, we're all going to be in this same place one way or another. You can be cooperative or you cannot. Do you know? Oh, that's a, is that an intimidation rule or are you just toning it that way and leave it as is? Um, I don't I don't think Stanley's trying to intimidate with that. He's just he's mm. not interested in playing tit for tat. Hmm. Morton speaks up. Well, well, seems we have a tough one here. Demanding the information. Come here electively. <laughs> How this place will humble you in time, sir. Oh, it will humble you indeed. Um, yeah, we don't really talk aggressively with each other. Just come have a nice sit. So you just You'll talk be aggressively here a while. with strangers? Huh? You just talk aggressively <laughs> with strangers? <laughs> <laughs> What's that you say? I just did that instinctively, uh-huh. not really like, you know. That was great. Anyway. Um. <laughs> um. Ah, uh, no, no, but please, we're friends here. Sit down. And the one they call Torbury goes, yeah, friends. Hope's going to go over and check out the orc beating his head against the wall. Okay. You walk close, and as you walk close, the, the orc uh, looks at you. You can tell this is a lady orc. And as you get closer, she hits her head for the last time. She stops and looks at you, and she goes, What? I was just going to make sure she has all of our limbs and everything. She does have all of her limbs, yes. Okay, cool. She'll just kind of shrug and walk back um, to the fire. Yeah. One of the things you do notice is that she definitely has, like, a bit of a mustache going on. Like, it's very furry around her, around her ears. Probably had razors, her, too. Yeah, around her ears and around her lip, it's pretty, it's pretty mustache-y. That's <laughs> 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 oh, a great way of saying that. Right. <laughs> but but to Torbier's point, and uh, we are trapped in a prison designed to keep out the most dangerous creatures and mages of the cosmos. If any, if any among you are casters of spells, you will no longer be able to avail yourselves of these things. There's plenty to learn about your time here. But we have not had real food in a long time, and I smell meat. And then Torbjörn goes, I smell meats, too. (laughs) Share the meats. What do you all eat? Smell meats. Morton looks and says, well, time progresses differently here. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Not so much time, but the passage of time for the denizens within. We do not age within the walls of Pentelvice, and we do not need to eat. But that does not mean we miss the pleasures of nourishment. Oh, it's so succulent. I can... I smell them now. And Turbe goes, yes, I smell them now. 
And Zipti says, yes, it might as well smell succulent meats. Do you have some? Have you brought some with you since you've come here electively? And Daniel says, we would very much like to trade for your meats. We have not had nourishment in... I, I cannot even know how long has passed in this place. Has it been decades? Centuries even. But yes, my stomach growls with hunger over the meats that I smell. This. And the, you, you just hear Grandma Tilly. She goes, is that meat I smell? <laughs> this is the <laughs> greeting from the greatest, most wanted criminals in all of space time. Well, I can't speak for these folks, but I, I'm here by mistake. Sure. I are. shouldn't be here. And Morton says, yes, qu quite right. Uh, I was confused for someone else and ended up in here. I am no mage. And Grandma Tilly then speaks up and says, yes, you will find that about us. We have grouped together because we share a similar story. We are not mages, and yet we're brought here and cast into its pit for eternity. We are not understood by the other prisoners here. It is safer here uh, with us. You will be at peace at your time here, and we tell each other stories to pass the time. Please, be at ease. I we mean you no harm. I we simply want to taste of the meats. <laughs> I think we'll be able to spend a little bit of time here, but we have to get going. Look, get here, going. Uh, you can have some of mine, and she'll pass out uh, one thing of rations to each of them. Okay. So as you do that, though, Danielle says, unfortunately, uh, there's a bit of problem with moving on. Uh, this place is in a state of disrepair of some kind. I don't. We don't know why, but. The rest of the structure is blocked off from traversal. Unfortunately, it is with us you'll remain for eternity. Uh, no, that's not actually what's going to happen, but thanks for the vote of confidence. So, so Torbier, the Viking-looking dude, takes the, the pack of rations, opens it up, like, animal-like, like, just immediately. And everyone's pretty aggressive in opening up their stuff. They open it up, and he sees, like, the, the, the bread inside, and he throws that aside, and he sees the... The, the vegetables and, and nuts in there. He throws them aside, and there's a portion of meat. And he goes, and he goes, arr, 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 arr. and then Daniel does the same. They all open up their packs and they take out the 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 the, the bread and the the vegetables, and they go straight for the meats. And even the halfling goes, "Thank you very much." And then he opens it up and he takes the meat. Ah, the meats! <laughs> and Grandma Tilly says, "Ah, please give me the meats." And Rugrish the orc doesn't get up to get this ration. I don't know if anyone's going to give something to Rugrish no. the orc. Hope would give one to the orc. Okay, you drop it there, and then when you drop it in front of her, she just looks at it and she just grabs. She just goes and doesn't pick it up. Hope will shrug and go back to the fire. Can one of you give me the meats, please? Says Grandma Tilly. Grandma Tilly's like lying down. She's like this bedridden, like Charlie in the chocolate factory style like she's just lying in her bed and needs someone to give, give her the meats. Varel, do these things smell like human and halfling? Pardon me? There's something weird about the meats. I don't wish to smell. <laughs> no, but you, you, 
Oh my lord. Is everyone in the room? I see Varel's token high up. I just want to make sure. Oh, that would have yeah. helped Nash to the fire. Yeah, okay. All right. So I'm just going to make sure to uh, get everyone in here. All right. Everyone, get in here. Yeah. Oh. If, if roll 20 will let me. I'm going to have to break this map into smaller maps. I yeah, think. this map this lag is, is like choking. There's epic tier lag on this map here. Yeah. All right. All right. Place your tokens where you want them to be. Oh, jeez. Sorry, everyone. I, I get really ambitious when I make my maps, and then, like, the technology, I guess, is just not there. It's just not you up know? to task. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Wait, where'd Nash go? I mean, the map file at 100% <laughs> non-JPEG was 68 megabytes. Oh, that's I think is a big, pretty big. Yeah. I managed to reduce quality down to under 10, but I guess it's still, like... Can you put oh, Nash yeah. in there? I can't grab him. Yeah, I moved now. Oh, there he is. Okay, yeah. he's there now. I didn't show up at first. Okay, I got him. Yeah, okay. Um, some, can someone feed the meats to me, please? Says Grandma Tilly. You all seem very focused on the meat. You say you want sustenance, yet you're casting aside plenty of other food that's perfectly viable. Um... Yes, uh, the, the other food, and, and then Zipti goes and reaches down for some of the um, the vegetables and begins eating them. But he's not super into it. He's just got this face kind of makes like a. And Torbeer speaks up. He says, "We like to eat the meats. Do you have more meats?" And Morton speaks up and says, "It's." It's a condition of living here. The meats we desire most being of a carnivorous nature, right? So it has been so long since we've savored meats. The nutrition of meats. Information first. Where's Tungsten Wheel? You said you wanted to exchange. There's our show of good faith. Now tell us something worth it. They all look at each other and they go, We... I don't. I haven't heard of a tungsten wheel. Has he come through here? How long ago? Yes, you might. Uh, do you know when this tungsten wheel would have arrived at Pentelvice? About a hundred years ago. A <laughs> hundred years ago. No, that was me asking Bo, not oh. talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like it's some some like you know definitely a generation ago for sure some 20 at least years union speaks up and says it would have been about 20 to 40 years something around along those lines depending on when he was picked up from the city of burp um it's possible but we don't get many visitors these days used to be there was always new denizens of Pentelvice, and oh did the inmates ever go after it Z- uh, Rugreesh is the oldest among us she could probably tell you from those days but we haven't seen a new soul in many many years truth be told we've only settled here within the last ten or so so we haven't been in this part of the of the prison for very long. 
Torbeer speaks up and he says, Maybe we did see him. And then Morton speaks, the more refined, haircut-looking guy. He goes, Perhaps... Perhaps I know where he is. Perhaps I will take you to him for more meats. Stanley draws diplomacy. Oh. We tried to come offering gifts. The next offer is not going to be so kind. I already don't trust a single one of you. I already think something's suspicious. And I'm ready to put my theory to the test. (laughs) Ruggerish growl. You hear hear a lot of growling in the back. And and Grandma Tilly speaks up and says, I'm... Can you come closer and say that to me? I can't hear what he said. No, we don't get close to you. <laughs> What's that? I can't hear you. Can you please? Can you please come closer? So what I may hear you. You have Granny. Huh? Oh, huh? So you- <laughs> <laughs> that was fun to watch Bo figure. And he's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, as you do say that, you do notice that. Um, her, you know, seeing just her, just her little face poke out from the blankets, you do notice that she has very big eyes for a human. Okay, so here's how it's going to go down. You all either tell us what we want to know and we leave you here so you can do whatever it is you do, or we're going to just kill you all and find our way out. What did she say? <laughs> You say that one more time. <laughs> oh, jeez. So Zipti goes, Sounds She said she's going, they're going to kill us, Grandma Tilly. And then Torbe goes, he stops chewing and puts his meat down. He goes, Is that right? Burrell, are you ready? And then behind you, you hear the sound of a gate dropping. And there's a little click as the gate drops behind you and locks you in. And you see, you look over at Rugrish, and Rugrish has her hand on this lever that she was that was sort of behind her, sitting down. And uh, she begins convulsing. And then Daniel gets up and her, his hands go. And Torbier, they all start convulsing. And Grandma Tilly goes, and they all start yelling and making things and transform before your eyes. Uh, one of them transforms into a giant man boar, and the next one transforms into a uh, zipty re transforms into a little standing rat and grandma Tilly transforms into a giant bear and uh, Torbier transforms into a tiger standing man tiger and Ruggery transforms into a giant elephant. Close enough. Uh, and as as you're under as you're now under attack by a were family of creatures, how does this resolve? We'll find out next week. On there will be <laughs> nice. Well, I can't imagine a more weird place to stop than there. Pretty weird, <laughs> but good, good in every way. Uh, well, there you have it, everybody. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like what you hear here, you can support us over at therewillbedungeons.com. We'd love that because you know. It costs money to run this show, and we'd like a little bit of it. So, you know, if you're just feeling generous, head over there, throw us a buck our way. There will be dungeons.com. I think that's everything else. Yeah, that's it. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week with more of this adventure. 
Until then, if you're within the sound of our voices, take care and we'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.